Have you heard about the guys over at Chinook Seedery? They are the only sunflower seed company that is taking the time to connect with college athletes and trying to help them build their brand. They have eight flavors from mild to wild with way less salt and no sandpaper tone. So check them out today over at ChinookSeedery.com. There's a ball driven into left center field. Way back and back and it is gone. Started the runner set of a double play and Moore's like, well, I'm going to stay out of a double play. I just hit a two run bomb. Yo, what is up, everybody? It is time for the In Off the Bench podcast. I am Daniel Ball, and I'm joined as always by my co host, my partners in crime, my brothers from other mothers, Jim Cross, Randy Jowers. And guys, we got episode 33. That's right, 3 3 coming at you. It's called Gimme Mo because we got the Tennessee man, the myth, the legend himself, Christian Moore, joining us, man. But before we bring him to the stage, we got to talk this weekend, Jim. Being the podcast producer, you get a lot of different opportunities out there. And I've, you know, rumor has it, I've heard from, from my birds out there, you have the opportunity to go to Baton Rouge for a regional, you have the opportunity to go to Fayetteville for a regional. And you have the opportunity to go to Hoover. So I got to put you on the spot, man. Where are you going to be? Inquiring minds want to know. Hoover is 50-50 right now. But I'm going to tell you, Daniel, as an LSU fan, I'm going to go check out Bomb Walker and Fayetteville for a reason. I have made up my mind. I mean, I, I don't... I don't disagree with that. I know Hoover's family friendly. It's the SEC championships, but you know, Fayetteville. I saw it on TV firsthand. You know, it's 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 a special place. They do some big things there. They actually coming off a few really good weekends, so it, it might be a, a solid spot to spend a weekend watching some really good baseball. Think about this: your starting rotation could be three and off the bench again, too, brother. I mean, let's go, man. You couldn't ask for a, a better trip and a better rotation than that but that's not what we're here to talk about tonight let's get to it man help me welcome on to the show with the biggest interview on podcasting this week our man tennessee baseball star christian moore christian moore my man Simo. Otherwise known as, thank you for coming on, man. It's a pleasure to have you. How are you? Good, man. How are you guys? Man, we're just we're just glad to be here, brother. We're gonna start this thing off just a little meet and greet, some icebreakers. You you got the AirPods in, you got the music going. What's your favorite song right now? It gotta be my welcome song, "Never Hating" by Little Baby. Uh, I'm a huge Little Baby fan. Been that way since I was a kid. So since he came out, so. Um, Little, yeah, gotta be little baby. I feel it. I feel it. When your walk up song started playing, both of my girls started dancing. I'm like, what the hell? Wait, hold and on. check <laughs> this. And check this, Randy. You know, with with Daniel not here yet, we had to we had to pre record that intro. Guess what song we used? You better believe it. We on we on point. Already know. Yeah, already know, man. Already look, Simo. We're gonna go to a little bit little bit harder one now, though. What's your favorite baseball movie of all time? Bad News Bears. <laughs> a new answer a new answer and i love it so yeah so i grew up on this team um and we we weren't very good 
at first. Um, and my dad told me to watch this movie. So me and him watched it. I was young. I was probably like seven or eight. And about a week and a half later, we started heating up. And we ended up winning like, it was like a little, like, little, it wasn't like, a, it was like a little peewee league, you know. So we ended up winning our championship or whatever. But I just remember like watching that movie and just thinking like, wow, like you can really just turn some stuff around if you just, you know, start to figure it out. You start to get to know people. And, you know, like how, how so, bad were y'all, bro? Like, like ass, bro. I think we started like zero and ten. Like we, <laughs> yeah, that's bad. <laughs> like I'm, I'm not. Yeah, like we were bad. Like we were bad. And I remember this because we were so bad. Like <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Like I remember because we were so bad that I'm like that will always be in my memory. You know. But right. clearly, if y'all got it together, it wasn't like a talent. Sure. it wasn't a talent. No, issue. it wasn't a talent thing. It was you know we just. You know, we we were just we just we like to argue a lot as a team, point <laughs> fingers. You know, it was it was bad, it was bad. So, but we 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 turned it around. That's all that matters. Did your thing, all right, man. Last question before I turn you over to Jim, man. Favorite athlete of all time, LeBron James, the King. Yeah, LeBron. Look, James. you ever seen anything like this? We're talking about this this dude. I'm a Grizzlies fan, right? So, like, he he hurt my heart, but. You respect greatness, and there's a lot of people hating on LeBron. But think about this. I know, I know you know this, Simo. This dude has been in the spotlight. He's the exact same age as me and Jim, so he's old as hell. But this dude's never had a scandal. Dude's been with the same girl, been a great father. But all we want to do is hate on the man. What what's up, Simo? You know, man, I think that's just when you are, like you said, he's he's great. He's great. So and when you have nothing. Cause you 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 can't knock his game. I mean, the dude's been doing this for twenty some years, giving giving forty a night. You know, ten assists, ten rebounds. Like he that that's just another game for him. So yeah. when that happens, people start to dig, you want to dig in your life a little bit. Start to you know, okay, so is he really just this you know super superhero type of guy, or you know, so? But well, that's he just, is. That's what I'm saying. But yeah. you know, you, you're gonna have haters, man. That's just the way it goes. You're going to be great. That's just what comes with it. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I don't even – I know he don't even think about it. He's just like, I don't care. I'm going to go out there and get 40, live in a nice mansion, drive whatever car I want, eat whatever I want. Watch my kids commit to yeah. USC, do do their yeah. thing, balling. One yeah. kid commit to USC, another one about to come up. Man, he, he not worried. He, that's, that's officially <laughs> two guests too many in season seven that have said LeBron James. So – I'm gonna move on from that. Free Russell who, Westbrook. Who do you think? Okay, who? You, okay, who's your favorite? I just said it. Russell Westbrook and LeBron was messing my boy up. But we, hey, this episode's about you and baseball, so we ain't gonna do it. We just gonna we just gonna let that slide and go. But I know my boy got to the Clippers and did his thing. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Simo, where are you from? Brooklyn, New York. Born and raised. Um, Man, man hold on. stop, stop right there, because I mean, I I gotta address it, because we the it, we talk about this first of all. We're gonna get into Tennessee, but man, it really shows Tennessee brings guys in from all over because we interview guys from teams all over. And Randy, correct me if I'm wrong, he's like the 170th baseball player. He's only the second guy from New York. Am I wrong? No, it's facts. It's yeah, not, it's not common. So yeah, man, it, it's very unique, and I and I love that, and 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 now I'm not gonna cut you off. I like because 
I want to hear about New York. I've never been to New York, so I want to. That's why I got a question. Though. Has your accent what? changed since you've been in Tennessee? Like uh, to the people in Brooklyn, does your accent sound different? Probably, yeah, probably. But I know how to switch it up though. Uh, like, you know what I'm saying? But, hey, hey, me and Randy, me and Randy do that. Randy's got to do his business talk, but then he's from Memphis, so he he can he can switch right. the time. You got to learn how to, you know, flip that yeah. flip that switch. Is what we say. So, all right. So but back yeah, to where no, you're from. So, Tell me in Brooklyn, where you from? So Brooklyn, New York. I'm an inner city kid. Grew up, you know, it's called East New York. Um, so for me, it was really like two options, and I, this is gonna sound like a movie, but I mean, it's true. You either go in a gang or you play sports. So for me, it was, you know, my, my, my parents, uh, my mom worked in school. My dad was a, a garbage man. So they, they, they was like, listen, you go and play sports early. I had an older brother. He got drafted by the, uh, by the Diamondbacks in 13th round. Um, so I kind of had a really, I had no choice but to play sports growing up. Um, so I played football, basketball, baseball. Um, you know, you don't really get to play like most kids get to play not year round, but pretty much close to year round down here in California, you know, other places. So for me and in, in the winter, I was playing basketball, you know, until probably March, April. Baseball didn't start till late, you know, late spring and you know, you play in the summer. So um it wasn't listen, baseball and in, in, in the city is we, we we got talent, but I mean, it's, it's nothing compared to, you know, Georgia or Tennessee, you know, Florida, California, you know, th those guys. So uh, it, it was tough, man. And for me, it was just, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to play with East Cobb Astros, uh, you know, and later of my, you know, travel ball career. So I lived in Georgia for a good bit of time. And I was, I was going to mention this. That's why I don't think my accent, that's why I learned how to switch the accent back and yeah. forth. Because I was in Georgia for a good bit of time. I went to school uh, in Tennessee, Chattanooga. Um, for a year so I was I was kind of around you know the country folk people like to say so I kind of learned how to yes ma'am no no sir and you know stuff like that because up there we don't we don't do that but the main thing I got from that Simo was your parents because it can't be undervalued when you got good parents that send you the right direction right and so you know not and, and of course you know to some kids it's not their fault that they don't have that right but man shout out shout out to your parents who, you know, gave you an opportunity, put you into sports and gave you that outlet to keep you from going the wrong direction. So yeah, where I come from, most people don't usually got two parents in the household. So I'm very fortunate to have two parents in my household for, you know, all my life. So, and uh, like you said, props to them, man. They, they've helped me out, you know, more than I can even imagine, you know, and hopefully one day I can, you know, pay them back. And uh, but you know that's just like I said. Well, well we're gonna get into that later. But you want a trajectory to do it. But uh, you know, y'all weren't the only ones in the household. If I read right, you got three older siblings. You know, even mm -hmm. had a brother CJ that played ball. So talk to me about mm -hmm. the uh the siblings. Talk to me, y'all. You know, we all real close. Was there a lot of heated rivalries? What's what's going on up in the house between the siblings? So uh, I had yes. So two older sisters, older brother. Um. I wouldn't say any heated rivalries. For me, at least, I'm seven years apart from my brother. So those three, they kind of all grew up together. So I'll say with them, they probably had some heated rivalries. But for me, really just me and my brother, uh, you know, we, I mean, obviously I was a little bro, so I got picked on a lot in the house. But, you know, I, I tried to, you know, hold my ground as much. I did I did snitch a lot when I was a kid, though. They, they always told me that. 
But I mean, you it's three to one. You know, I I got you. You know, they was all you know older. So did did he at but, least was it? Did he at least go with the iron sharpens iron methods? I mean, did he at least teach you skills in life to help you? Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. My brother is I mean, like snitches get stitches. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, being that he was a ball player, though, I mean, did did he did he help you with your game? Oh, of course. I mean, growing up, I watched him play uh, countless, countless hours. Uh, so, whenever you know, we I would train, you know, for my games, he'd always be there. He always give me pointers. Um, he to this day still in my my corner. You know, I mean, he he watches and he'll tell me like, you know, do this, do that, and because he he you know he he watched me grow up. He knows how my body moves. He watch my swing probably more than anybody. So he knows, like, when I'm good and what I'm doing when I'm good, you know, just go back to that. So, I mean, like I said, he's always in my corner um, to this day, even though he's not playing anymore. Uh, now he's too busy trying to be a, a, a muscle man. So, <laughs> hey, man, I got no issues with that. That's what I be trying to do, too. But let me ask you a question. You mentioned playing all the sports. Um, you know, we talk to a lot of guys on here. and You know, I watch you play baseball, very athletic is that does that come from playing all those different sports? Did it help you uh, to be a better athlete on the baseball field? Hundred percent. I mean, I was, uh, you know, I played wide receiver in football, played point guard in basketball. So, I mean, yeah, I I have to say that playing other sports growing up did help me out um, in baseball. Just you know, playing middle infield stuff like that. But uh, that's why you know some some parents don't want to make like some parents don't let their kids play multiple sports, and I'm like. Man, I don't, that it, it made me, you know, it made me learn how to use my body, understand my body, and I think that's as a being an athlete, especially a D1 athlete, you gotta learn your body, you gotta know your body, how your body moves. So they just taught me that, which was huge. Like I said, playing middle infield. So yeah, we we have a lot of guys who are who are baseball players that played football too. Some say they played basketball, but weren't very good. Were you actually pretty solid at basketball? I was I was pretty solid at basketball. Um, I wasn't going to, you know, go out there and give you 30. But I was going to, you know, handle the rock, hit open threes, just run run the offense, basically. Um, and then football, I, w- I was better at football, I, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just – I enjoyed football a little more than basketball. I just – it's the running for me, man. It well, when it when it when it comes to basketball, Tennessee's our, our first episode we uh, – our first team we like to go to because we had uh, – Way back in the day when we first started this thing, we had three-year teammates come on here and try to lie and say they could hoop. And then the whole team exposed them and said none of them boys could ball. It was Chad, it was Chad Dallas and Liam Spence and Connor Pavoloni. Man, it, I tell it, you right now, I'll tell you right now, I know all three of them and I know they can't hoop. Now <laughs> I heard, now I heard, look, the maybe, best, maybe the, Liam. The but. best basketball discussion came. We had Blade Tidwell and Seth Halverson on here together. Mm-hmm. And Blade had been quiet all episode until Seth said he could beat him in basketball. And Blade all of a sudden got serious and said, I That boy, shut up. He, he goes, I will said, I dunk all don't. over your ass. That was See, I, I don't know. I've never seen Blade play, play but I know Halvey is a freak athlete. Uh, most people don't know he played center field at Missouri for a year. So, oh, I mean, yeah. he, he, he's a freak, a freak athlete. Now he throws 101 or whatever. But, um, so he he'll be out there center tracking down balls, robbing home runs. So and I've seen him hoop before. I mean he's he's pretty good. Chase Burns is also sneaky good too. 
What I hate is y'all can't like I I want I want to get like a pickup game going, but obviously y'all got baseball careers to to, to yeah. take care of, I man. Because I'd like to see it. Every every now and then we'll we'll go play a game of basketball. You know, just five v five up and down, but it's rare. It's rare. Yeah, no doubt. So, I think, yeah, once so, this year. So where did you end up going to high school at? You said. So I went to the Baylor school in Chattanooga, Tennessee, for a year, and then I went to. Uh, Suffield Academy in Connecticut, where my brother went to school. So we, and and I, I probably didn't say this earlier, but in Brooklyn, like, there's no, like, like the baseball, like, there's no, like, high school teams. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you know how you go to, you, you go to school out here in Farragut, and, you know, they, they got a high school team. No, bro, like, you, you don't got that. So you either traveling probably an hour a day to get to school, um, to play because there was one school called Poly Prep. Um, they're actually really good there in like Brooklyn, New York, like, but like on the other side, the good side of Brooklyn, New York. So it's like an hour away from me. So I, my, I guess when my brother was coming up there, like, was you know, the boarding school was easier that way, you know. Um, and they give out, you know, scholarships stuff like that, so you don't have to pay much. But I mean, it's just, I mean, so that that's kind of the route I took, just following his footsteps, you know, going to boarding school. Um, I went there. I went there for two years, went to Baylor for one, and then I went to a, a junior boarding school, like from seventh grade to ninth grade. Um, so I've been I've went to boarding school my whole life. Yeah, no doubt. And it says you were a two way standout in Connecticut. You know, obviously, um, you were a top one hundred prospect by Perfect Game, uh, number five player from New York, uh, number uh, one hundred two overall prospect by PBR, four time Perfect Game preseason All American. Um, as you mentioned, you played for East Cobb. It mentions you as a MVP beast in all caps when you read through the SI department, um, helping lead those travel clubs and numerous <laughs> titles. Um, you earned all these accolades, man. I don't even got time to read all this, dude. You you won titles, you won accolades, everything. So, um, you know, you you talk to everybody knows East Cobb. Well, we've had so many guys on here. If you know baseball, you know East Cobb. But talk to me about though your time. Um, in Connecticut, man, you know, favorite moment, what you learned there, give it to me. Um, so favorite moment, man, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you got high school boys in the dorms and, you know, you, you probably, yeah, we got pretty rowdy in the dorms sometimes. Um, but as far as like baseball wise, you know, it was the, the first time for me, like, you know, cause when you come up, like, I don't know, but like in high school, you know, there's not really scouts there your junior year. So for me, my senior year when I was scouts there, you know, I, I kind of learned how to, you know, manage, like, how to do pregame, you know, BP, certain stuff like that. Um, my high school coach, Coach Reset, he was, you know, he, he had my brother, so he kind of already knew, and he had other guys who got drafted out of that school, but he already knew how to handle that stuff. So he kind of helped me, like, listen, like, when you take BP, like, they're watching everything you do, basically, blah, 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 like, do all this stuff. Um, so that was definitely huge for me. And uh, there was definitely games where, you know, and I, I can say this now because obviously we play, you know, at Tennessee, you play other great schools, your scouts there in the stands every night. But back then I didn't I didn't really understand that. You know, like I was I was young, I was um so I think looking back at it it's kinda of funny. I was like, you know, worried about how my BP looked or, you know, stuff like that. But now it's just go out there and play ball. Each and every day, you know. But, yeah, no doubt. 
Well, let me ask you about uh, travel ball. Look, all right, man, because like I said, you got the list of accolades. You got championships. So I'm going to flip it. I decided I'm going to flip it, man. One of the fun questions we ask sometimes, in all those tournaments, man, all those games, who was the best player you can remember playing against? Honestly, I'm going to say with because we we were the number one team that, that year when I played with them. Um, so, Tamar Johnson, who got drafted for He's the best pure hitter I've ever seen in my life. I mean, the kid was – he's he, he was – I think we were 17. And I want to say he was 15 or 16. He was young. He was like, you playing a year up, hitting leadoff, hitting two doubles a game, home running game. I mean, it was it was unreal. Um, Dylan Lesko, too, pitcher. He was nasty. Um, I mean, our top five was Tamar, Michael Braswell, played South Carolina, Harry Ford, Joe Mack, who both got drafted in the first round. I mean, I, I was in fifth. We got a guy, uh, Trayton Rank, uh, who plays at FSU. And then, I mean, the list goes on. But, I mean, it was – we were stacked. So, it was yeah, like – I mean, that's, it, it, show, <laughs> it shows, man. I mean, and, and that's, that's the thing we talk about. And that was the thing when you were talking about high school ball. Like, even here where I live, um, DeSoto Central is the home. Of, it's the home of Austin Riley, Keegan James, Dallas Wolfel, Cameron James, Blaze Jordan. You can go all day. They win state right. titles, Kyle, but none yeah, of yeah, yeah, Kyle Booker. Yeah, yeah, KB, KB, and watch him. He, I watched him win two state titles. But the thing is, I never saw a scout at a game. All those dudes said it was playing travel ball in the summer where they got seen at the showcases. The very ones you're talking about playing best on best. And so even when you're killing it, you're in a high school that's a high level that's winning state championship, that's not where you're getting seen. It's the showcases where you just listed a whole group of names where these coaches can go and watch the best talent go against the best talent. And so obviously you got to do that, and that's obviously where you got noticed. And so from there, got to ask, like, when when did the – obviously I'm sure you started getting recruited real early, but when did it be start becoming real serious to where you were going to have to start determining what schools you wanted to consider? Um, so when I was 14, I played in the PGL American, uh, like select fest. So it was like top 14 kids in the country. Um, and I, I was a two way down there. I hit 90 when I pitched down there. Um, and I think I hit like a single or double in the game. And that's kind of when school started blowing me up. Like before that, I really hadn't thought about college. Like I was just like, I'm playing baseball, like I'm having fun. And I got the invite. I did all that. And that's when I was like, all right, well, I've seen, I, I've seen kids in my class, like, you know, commit early. Like, it was early at the time, but, like, commit, you know, when they were 14. And I had – it was really between, like, two or three schools for me. I, I really didn't expand it that far. Um, I mean, I obviously got calls and offers, but, like, for me, I already knew, like, kind of two or three schools I wanted to go to. Um, and then from there, I just made my decision. So, I was – it happened pretty quick, though. I, I committed within, like, Four months, five months of all like all this happening, you know. So, so who were the two or three schools? Obviously, along so with Tennessee. Tennessee, Vandy, and Miami at the time. Um, Thank God you didn't pick Vandy, Christian. We we couldn't have it, man. <laughs> you would you would have never made this show because we got a rule: we don't bring Vandy players on here, my guy. And was wrong. <laughs> and Randy is the super fan of yours, and so that would have been damn. Yeah, no, Simo, I gotta I gotta be level with you, man. You are one of my favorite players. I told you this, but I don't know that I could see you playing for Corbin, man. I just don't no, know. No, that's man. exactly exactly. 
And Christian oh, exactly. Scott came on here and told the same thing. He was he was going to Vandy almost 100% surefire. I'm so yeah, no, yeah. She's I got, love yeah, both of you guys. I'm glad y'all did not make that move. Yeah, these guys, my roommate. We 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 talk about that. So yeah. so let me ask you a, let me ask you a question before I ask you why Tennessee. You know, you talked about the decisions kids make early. Um, you know, we don't got to go deep dive into it, but man, do you like the new rule that's put in place that now these dudes are making decisions later? There's a new rule. I, I didn't even know there was a new rule. Well, what's the new rule? Randy, how does it go exactly? They got to be, do they got to be, be the summer? Yeah, before your junior season is before, that's first you can yeah. commit. Is yeah. So, oh, wow. No more, no more committing at 13, 14 years old. I mean, honestly, that would be fun because if you think about it, like now you can go on like visits. Right. Or much Get you free want, vacation, Simo. Yeah, I mean, you can. Now is now it'll be like more because football isn't football like that, or can football yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty yeah. much now the standard across the board, pretty much. Yeah. So, I mean, that's cool. I mean, I be seeing all those football players posting all they you know visits stuff like that when I was growing up. I thought that was you know. Yo, cool. but check this out though, Simo. You see dudes now that like commit and then still take visits. Like oh, I'm committed to Tennessee, got a little soft something, but let me go ahead and go down here to Florida, Florida State. Miami. Miami. That, that's what I was say, Randy. I yeah. start picking California schools, even though I have no intentions of going out there just so I can yeah. get a trip to Cali. Just yeah, give me, but yeah. you also gotta understand this too. Like, what if you've been to Tennessee and or I'm just saying any school, you commit to Alabama or, and you know NIL now in high school in certain states like California, you can make NIL money in high school. I'm pretty sure. Like, yeah, I'm you can do it now in Tennessee. This is the first year. So like, yeah. I mean, you can. In high school, man, like that's crazy. So it's like, yeah, why not explore my options? Who might, you know, give me the most NIL money? What place? So at the end of the day, like a lot of these people, like you play sport, you love it, but you want, you know, the money comes with it. You know what I'm saying? So I think NIL is amazing for college, and I think it just got even more amazing for high schoolers. Yeah, absolutely. It's about to be ridiculous. So my last question, I'll turn you over to Randy. Obviously, it seemed like you were kind of leaning that way. You obviously mentioned it was down to three, but, it, man, just hearing you talk about it, it seemed like Tennessee was the spot. So ultimately, what was the the nail in the coffin that made you decide to go to Tennessee? So I remember – okay, so I'll start with this. I remember playing all the time and seeing the power – like the power tee, like what he has on the hat, the orange power tee. So, like, I kind of knew who Tennessee was. You ever seen a movie, uh, The Blind Side? Obviously. Oh, yeah. Right? Of course. So growing up. It takes I'm, place in Memphis, my guy. Yeah. So, yeah. Growing up, you watch that movie, you whatever. And Tennessee was like one of the schools. So I just, Tennessee was always like, just, I've seen it before. I knew it. Whatever. Um, so I talked to Coach Elander every, I remember, I talked to him every Tuesday at like seven o'clock. He was the only coach that called me consistently. Uh, coach V, same thing. I talked to him. All the time, man. And it was like, like they. I felt like they, they just showed me that they, you know, were interested in me, and they, you know, they, they wanted me, you know. And then I guess at the time, you know, I was just like, it's nice to feel wanted by SEC school, you know. And I can say that about the other schools too, but I feel like something with Tennessee just felt different, you know. You kind of, you, you like, you know, when you talk to a coach or like someone, you're like, okay, like I can, you know, vibe with him, or I can't. You know, and some people you can vibe with, some people you can't. I feel like I just I vibe with Coach Elander, you know, Coach V, and kind of how they had the program running. Um, they told me, you know, before, you know, they told me kind of what their plan was in the future um, to like rebuild the program. Um, and I mean, you can see now that obviously happened, but 
Speaking of speaking of vibing, I'm 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 gonna address something, Randy. Not vibing. Ironically, we got Simo on this episode, and JJ January, the umpire that threw Simo out, just messaged me and told me he had my tickets for Hoover. The irony of all times, he he texts me while we while we interviewing Simo. I know how you feel about him, Randy. I don't gotta ask Simo, but that's pretty funny when you look at it. I, I was there. I I, I seen it. <laughs> I seen it. But listen, Simo, we're gonna keep this. Keep it a buck here. Obviously, I, my, the question was going to be about culture shock, but obviously, you know, going to boarding school, you traveled a lot with ball and everything like that. But what was the culture shock for you growing up, coming from the Bronx up north, coming down south? Was there a culture shock for you, or did you just kind of – was it a seamless transition for you? No, I think it was seamless. I mean, you – like you said, you play – when I played so much, you know, like away, stuff like that, you kind of you got to learn how to adapt to certain things, um, certain people. So, I just think for me it was just you know it was just another another thing I had to another checkpoint I had to do you know come here, you know and meet the new meet me my new teammates, and meet the coaching staff for the first time. You know when you first come here as a freshman, whatever. But I think the biggest culture shock for me was in the weight room. Now I don't know if y'all know Coach Q. Oh yeah, well we we're aware. Okay. Of him. Yeah, he don't play. He don't play. For me, I never really lifted a lot in high school, which is uh, people always say, like, bro, like, how do you? I never lifted in high school. I literally did all body weight stuff. So coming here and lifting, and <laughs> I wish I wish I uh, had my interview before C. Scott because y'all could ask C. Scott how, how it was bad, man. Like, I I almost I almost quit. Like, I, I literally almost quit. Like I was You're not the there. first Tennessee baseball player that said that. There, Bro, there is one quit. guy that liked them. Ben, Joy, ben Joyce loved working out. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. But I remember, so we got this thing called a playing series. Man, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I almost, I literally almost walked out. C. Scott was standing in front of the door. Like, bro, you're not, you're not leaving. Like, you're not leaving. It was bad. But besides that, man, I think just playing ball, um, like just on field stuff. I mean, you. When you go to like these top, you know, like East Coast Pro, Area Code, stuff like that, you're facing, you know, 95, 96. And you you might not see a really good slider from some of these guys, but, you know, you're facing the velo. So I think for me, it was, you know, I know I get a, a fastball. You know, I see fastball in my, you know, 95, 96. Some guys touch 100 now, but, you know what I'm saying? Most guys, you know, throw 95, 96. So I know I'll get that SC fastball, you know, coming into it. So for me, it was like, okay, how can I hit the off speed? You know, how can I become just a better hitter in general? Um, and also with defense, too, you know, the game speeds up a little bit. But uh, I just, you know, I don't think it was – it was hard, but you, you obviously you're going to have your down moments, but it was it was okay. Yeah, no doubt. So before we get into the baseball, Tennessee, you know, it's always said, hashtag everything school. Did you guys we, – we've seen, you know, some of the Tennessee baseball players on game day. Did you, you hit up basketball and football and all that, too? Uh, so wait, I'm sorry, say that again. What was the basketball and the football games? Did you get to go to some of them with all your teammates? Oh, yeah. So, for, oh, yeah, football games, we go to basically every football game. Um, you're crazy. How lit was it, man? You there, you were there for the Alabama one, I'm sure. Bro, you know, it's crazy too, bro. You know, it's crazy. So, I was me and my girl were there, and I was like, I really don't feel like because we were sitting kind of like the bottom, like in the like behind the goalpost. I mean, I really don't feel like getting like trampled like i don't want to lose this girl like, i don't i don't want her to fall like i just really so i was like you know what like 
it was like the fourth quarter. We were, I don't I don't remember what the score was, and I was like, it just hit me, and I was like, let's go. I just we just left. Oh man! And we heard like we heard the cheer and whatever. We walked out like we were we were home watching like the game, whatever. We got home, and I could hear from my apartment. I live like right across the street, from, not across the street, but, like it's like across the river. You can see the stadium basically. Yeah. And um, I could hear people just. It was like a roar. It was the craziest thing. It was crazy because I I wanted to hear it. I opened the windows, just a roar, and uh, you know it was the basketball games. We didn't. We went to a couple basketball games this year. Well, we uh, threw towels one game like during like a timeout, or whatever. Um, but you yeah, know it was it was pretty fun. Uh, Tennessee fan base, every sport really is crazy. So you, if you go here and you got a ticket to a game, you you have to go because you got you got to experience it. Oh, yeah, you do. Look, we, we've, we've asked a lot of Tennessee players this before, but Coach V, man, he'd be, like, on the sidelines of the basketball and football like a superstar, man. He is like, a superstar. <laughs> superstar, man. Superstar. It's not many baseball coaches that in across the country that have the kind of star power at their conference that yeah. V. Am I just saying that because I'm biased? No, I, I, he he is a superstar. I, I don't know. Listen, I, I don't know if other programs, coaches have that same type of, you know, walk to them or, you know, they have that those type of privileges, but V is a superstar in Knoxville. Um, what he did and you know, a short amount of time, I feel like, yeah. to this program, uh, you know, it, it people love it. And yeah. if you do that, people are gonna love you. Um, and you know, <laughs> you talk about the some some females in Knoxville um uh, having a little crush on him that happened yeah that's true too that's a, that's more than knoxville man I, I, that's yeah, why that's i didn't true. you know when you saw me up in knoxville i didn't have my wife with me you see <laughs> you know what I'm saying? couldn't but, risk it man uh yeah so well you got that too i mean yeah you gonna you're gonna get a little perks you know so i don't know i don't know man so let's get into it a little bit man so let's talk about this the the fresh batting let's get into batting averages let's get into some numbers man batting average 305 10 home runs 36 rbis 30 runs so as a as solid as a freshman season as you can have last year, right? How did those numbers stack up to what you personally expected at coming into your freshman year? Um, honestly, I didn't have a, like a goal or anything. I didn't really. I wanted to see kind of what it was like to play in the SEC, um, and I didn't know I was going to honestly get to play that much. You know, you, you look down the line of that team last year and. Anyone can go out there and, you know, go three for three, four for four. So, for me, it wasn't like – I was like, you know, when I get my chance, um, you know, because we, we kind of preach that here. When you get your chance, you know, capitalize an opportunity, whatever. You you know what I'm saying? Like, every program is. Um, and I think that's just – you know, when I had that – I just had that mindset from fall to end of season. You know, I, I never thought that I was, like, a starter. You know, like, I, I had 100 and some at-bats. Um, I split time, you know, with three different guys. So for me, it wasn't like, oh, like I'm a starter. It was just like when he put my name on that lineup, I'm going to go out there and try to win this game, no do the best I can. You know what I'm saying? So, so I just always stayed ready. You know, I had a lot of pinch hit opportunities too. That's kind of helped me too. So just always staying ready, man, and staying in the game. Some, like it, it's, it's hard coming off the bench. I'm not going to lie. It's hard coming off the bench. It's hard to stay in the game, you know, when it's cold or 100 degrees outside. So I think that definitely helps too. But, uh, also, you play in the SEC, so you have no choice but to stay in the game because it's a good game. Majority of the no, 
no doubt. You talked about kind of the role you played and who you played behind. So you play an intricate role on that team. You talked about the guys, but let's just name some of the names, right? We're talking the Trey Lipscombs, the Joel Ortegas, the Lipschitz, the Drew Gilberts, the Evan Russells, Jordan Beck. I mean, you name it. I could go down this line over and over and over again. But what was it like playing with that much leadership and talent about guys that had waited their turn too? I mean, you uh, you you mentioned guys and, you know, those guys been in the program for so long that, like, when you come in as a freshman, like, my freshman class, it was like you either get on board or you don't, and you had to get on board, you know? So, um, you know, everyone had a, had, a, had a role, you know? You had Drew, you know, he was he was kind of our, you know, our, our fire guy, you know? If we needed to run, something like that, you know, he was our fire guy. You got Russell, who was kind of like, I call him uncle, but he was kind of like the uncle of the team, you know? Like, he's just like the older dude who, you know, if you – you know, have not having a good game, he'll talk to you. Something, you know what I'm saying? Like he always was there for like comfort and like just to be that guy that that smile sometimes you need it, you know. Um, same thing with Luke. Same thing with like Remnant Walsh. You know, we had guys who played certain roles on our team for for the leadership that was like it was so evenly spread um for you, you know, as a freshman or someone, you know, who was new or whatever. Um and I think that they they, they taught me a lot on and off the field. But we're talking about on the field, yeah, they, they taught me a lot. You know, I've never sat a pitch in my life before college. I didn't even know what that was. <laughs> I was like, you know, I'm going to go up there and swing at a fastball. Um, so Approach. Yeah, like it was no – it was, you know, go up there and try to just hit this fastball and see how they'll throw me, you know. So um, I had to, you know, start to break down the game. And, you know, Drew and, and Jordan Beck, bro, they – you talk about, like, breaking down the game. They broke down the game. Like – what two first of all, Drew Gilbert, one of the best pure hitters I've ever seen in my life, also. Um, and Beck, I mean, he hit a ball 800 feet, in my opinion. I've seen Monster. him hit balls that's like crazy. Like, we I had, mean, we had a man, Simo, we had a three episode run where we went in a row and had six because they we, we went in duos because we want to get them all. We had six straight Tennessee guests, took a week off, and then Tony V came on here. We had, man, we had nothing but Tennessee baseball. I loved it. About. Of course you did. <laughs> so, I mean, it's it's crazy, man. But, yeah, the leadership was crazy. Um, and, uh, like I said, I think it, they helped me understand what SC, like SEC baseball was about, helped me develop, like, my game, um, like I said, approach, stuff like that. And, uh, you know, <laughs> sorry, I just want to run with it, you know. No, no doubt. So, Obviously, last year the season comes up short in the Supers against Notre Dame, but let's just reflect back. How much fun did you guys have on that run, man? We're talking 57 wins. You set a lot of records with all these home runs. I mean, you guys, you personally, I talked about it a lot with these guys on this show. You talked about Drew being the fire guy, but for me, you were, you were like instant offense, instant spark plug, instant like swag. To the, so how much fun was that? Man, you – we felt like we were invincible. <laughs> I mean, you talk about like fifty-seven and what nine was it? Yeah, fifty-seven and nine, bro. You come on, <laughs> and, that, and that was and that was the thing, Simo. But before LSU started to struggle, because that's my squad. Me and Randy, I had to battle against my own fan base because they were like, "This LSU team's a lot like Tennessee last year," and I'm like, "No, the hell they ain't. Not even close." I said, "Tennessee last year is never been duplicated. Never might never no, be duplicated." No, I, we. uh I just think everything was was perfect. You had the you had the players, you had the coach, you had the fan base, 
You had the wins. You had the attitude. You had the fire. You had everything just fell into place where, like, that was that was Tennessee baseball. Like, that was. And, like, and you know how you were talking about LeBron earlier? Yeah. It remind, uh, you know, I, I know that's – it may seem like a stretch because LeBron over a 20-year span – but I felt like the hate Tennessee was getting is the same reason for LeBron because y'all were just that good. Greatness. You know what I'm saying? Like, we were just – and you could go down the list. Like, we were just all – you know what I'm saying? Like, it was it was crazy, man. And, you know, you you walked around campus a little different. You know, you you got a little more perks, you know, because you're winning, you know. So, it's just like – that's just how it goes, man. It's, it was unbelievable. I, I mean, we don't like to – I don't like to think about last year, obviously, because it's a new year, but – yeah. Sometimes you gotta sit back and be like, like I was a part of like that. Yeah, like I was a part of that. You yeah, know that was saying? dope. Yeah. But listen, let's get into a little bit of this. Obviously, a lot of guys leave, and particularly in the lineup, but you, Big Blake Burke, Dickie, and others gotta step in and kind of fill that role. The season starts off a little rocky. Obviously, you got some things going on with Maui, some injuries, whatever. Do you think the early struggles were just about maybe chemistry and the meshing of the teams kind of coming in together, maybe some inconsistencies with the lineup with Maui being out and all that. Not, I'm not blaming nothing on Maui before right, Tennessee right. fans jump on me. Right. Um, no, I just, uh, like you said, we had really three guys returned, four really guys returned back from the lineup, in the lineup. Um, and, you know, none of us really started, you know. So, yeah, you, you're going you're gonna to have struggle. You got a lot of new faces, guys who came from different programs. Um, they're trying to adjust to Tennessee. Um, they're trying to live up to what, you know, we did last year. You know, so there's – I mean, that's just how it is, though. You know what I'm saying? That's, And uh, I just think, yeah, like you said, the chemistry was a little off. Um, you know, it's just – baseball is a weird, weird, weird sport. You know, you don't well, – yes, on paper we're a talented team, but the chemistry and how we play together and – you know, that's important, too. Um, and I think we knew we had the talent, but we didn't know what we needed to do to gel together. Um, and I think now we're, we found that. We found that gel. Um, and obviously, we're winning games now and stuff like that. It did start off a little rocky. We also started off on the road a lot of the time. Like, yeah. it was just – it was tough, you know. And, and we played at LSU, Arkansas. But, you know, so it was – you know, it was – it was, it's the it was SEC. Tough. Yeah, it's just SEC. That's just it's the SEC. You know, it's basically low way, high baseball. Look, you, you mentioned you mentioned something that really stood out to me is that you know you don't want to think about last year too much. And Tony V came on the show and he mentioned this to us that every single team has to have their own identity, right? So whether that's you know fur coats and daddy has whatever it is, the swag or whatever your identity is, has to be each team has to stand on its own. So, obviously, that's something that you guys believe in, too, as players, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. I, every year he says that to us. I've been here for two years, but he said it last year, so this year. You know, you're not last year's team. Um, every team has their own identity, so find it, figure it out. When you do, good things happen. Um, and he I still mentions like, it. In the in-game right. interview just this weekend, he said it. Yeah, it's just that's just how it is. Um, you look at, you know, teams in the past, um, you look at, you know, World Series teams, they all found who they were, whether it was, you know, I were going to go out there, hit 10 home runs a game, we're going to go out there, bunt, steal, do this, do that. you got to know who you are. Know thyself is what we like to say, too. Know no, yourself. You know yourself, you got to know the guy next to you. You know what I'm saying? So um, I think that's super important, too, just – 
just find find who you are, find what makes you, you know, as a group, find what makes us good, and roll from there, you know. No doubt. So let's get into this season for you specifically. 309, 13 home runs, 40 RBIs, and 53 runs. So increased production. So how do you feel about your season? I know it's not just about you, Simo, but how do you feel about how your performance has been this year? I think it's been, you know, decent. Uh, I think everyone wants to be a Dylan Cruz. <laughs> or, that's hard. Know, who's that dude? Uh, can't, what's I don't name? know. I want to be a Tommy Enjoy White, it. bro. Tommy White, I mean, that's what I'm saying. So it. You know, you you just you look at it as you know. Um, how can I help my team win each and every day? So I, that's how I look at it, and um, I feel like I do that. I put, I try to put myself in a position to help my team win each and every day. And if I do that, then that's a that's a win for me. Where I'm hitting, would you say three hundred eight, or where I'm hitting two two fifty? If I'm helping them win each and every day, I'm good. Randy, it's a humble cat right here. Three hundred nine, thirteen home runs, forty yeah. RBIs, fifty three runs. It's, it's and okay. he's like, it's okay. Simo, I, I want to ask you a question. This isn't even this isn't even one of the questions I was going to ask. But when you play with guys like Trey Lipscomb, Joel Ortega, and obviously they're you know the the defensive prowess they're known for, just talking about the intricacies of what they do. Do you get with those guys? Not just talking about how to be a player at Tennessee, how to be a player in the SEC, but I'm talking about down to like where to put your feet, how to feel the ball, how your body's going to be. Like, are are you oh, getting into those details? Oh, 100. Um, you talk about Trey, Jarrell, um. We field it all day, every day. Um, Cortland, Luke. Um, Bro, Cortland we, was so slept on. So slept yeah, on. He was slept on. He was slept on. Um, but he worked hard, man. Uh, he worked real hard to be, you know, a shortstop in, in the SEC. You know, he, when he first, I, I'm hearing this from, you know, people telling me, but when he first got here, man, he, you know, he, he wasn't, he wasn't at that level yet, you know. Yeah. Um, but he, he got there, man. And I, I think, he, yes, he 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 was slept on. He he was didn't play much really years before. Hit two fifty with twelve. Didn't really make errors or short. And was like he was kind of like the glue to the team almost. You know, like he was our shortstop. Um. So I mean, I don't think that's. You know, I don't know why people don't give him more praise, but. Um. But yeah, going back to the defensive side, I mean, I've me and Jarrell played the same position. I was his backup last year, so. All we would do is talk about, all right, how do you do this? What do you do? Like, on a back and up the middle, what's kind of, like, what do you like to do? You know, so a lot of the stuff that I do now, I learned from Jarrell. Um, I learned from Stingstra. I learned from Cortland. I learned from Trey. I learned from a lot of guys. Because at the end of the day, if you can play short, you can play third, you can play second, you can play, like, they they all kind of have the same movements. You know what I'm saying? The same, you know, footwork kind of. Third, third is a little different because you kind of work on an X. But the footwork, you know, going back, going to get a ball is kind of the same. You know, the throw is different, but the footwork is the same, especially short and second. The footwork is almost the same. Oh, you so, got you got the arm to play all of them, man. I've never seen this, Emo. <laughs> appreciate it. But, I mean, it's just when you – like I said, I'm a guy. I like to I, I ask a lot of questions. Man. I, if we're out there on the field together and I we, I might as well ask you how you do this, how you do that, you know what I'm saying? And especially if you're older and someone who's done this and done, you know, has played this position or – has you know had success or didn't he didn't even have like success? I still want to know. I just ask. I just ask a lot of questions. So I know I dig it, man. I got my daughter's a middle infielder too, so I'm always telling her when you play up 16, you showcase. Ask those girls what they're doing. I mean, down to where are you putting your left foot? Yeah. In this read, like down to that. So I always ask that middle infield question. Hey, you know what? You met my daughter. It was the I, older one. Yeah. 
So listen, man, I'm going to get into this. And this isn't you. I ain't projecting this on you. But on this show, we don't like Vanderbilt, man. So we're going to talk about that series for a minute. I was there for it, saw it in person. So <laughs> talk to us about going into their house last year, spanking that ass. And then this year, they come into Lindsey Nelson Stadium, and you took them to the woodshed again. So, Simo, talk to me, for one, about that rivalry, what that means, because you mentioned it. That was one of your final three teams. So how much does it mean to you? You talk about the, the rivalry. Um that is, I think our fans have made it <laughs> a little while. I don't know if I don't, I don't know if you remember this last year, but when we beat them at their home place, there was a sign out in left field that said, uh, "I said like, I forgot what it was, like orange is Tennessee's orange, something like that, like basically saying Tennessee, like Tennessee's orange." And um, I just remember like, wow, like I didn't as a freshman, you don't really know. Like what a like what a true rivalry is, you know what I'm saying? Like you know, like okay, like we're in the same home state, stuff like that. But like you don't really know, you don't really. And I played in those games, but like I didn't really know the history behind it. This year, however, now that I'm in there every day and I, I play it now and everything, I understand the history behind it. And you talk about just being able to, yeah, you know, we 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 put it on, you know, we put it on. So being able to do that. It, it felt pretty good. I'll just put it to you like that. It, it felt really, really good. Um, and, yeah, yeah. And yeah. It, let's say Saturday this year got, got a little got a little hectic. Got a little hectic, man. And, <laughs> and, and I, won't, I won't ask you to talk on it, but I talked to you after the game. Always, always, always. I, tell, I preach this to my kids, defend your teammates. So we'll leave it at that. You know, we're right. not Marshawn Lynch. We're here so we don't get fined. Right. But I want to ask you this, too. So coming off of this, get to go back home after taking a tough series loss to Georgia, take two out of three from Kentucky. Now back on the road to Columbia, South Carolina, where their backs are against the wall. But you guys have struggled a little bit on the road. Let's just keep it a buck. What's Tony V's message? What's Elander's message? Frank, everybody's message going into this last weekend. And what's your message to each other? Um, I think we know that, you know, it, we, we got to win. Um, and I think there's really no message. I think it's, you, you know, kind of where we are in the season, you know, you, you're, you're, we're playing in it. So we know it's just kind of like, you know, go out there keep having fun, keep doing what we're doing, but um, you know, just kind of just, you know, don't, we don't want to go in there, you know, scared, you know, that we're not going to do no. that. We want to, we want to still bring that swag that we always have. Um, so, I mean, just bring that swag, and leave it all out there each and every day, man. I think um, it's, it's hard to play on the road, man. And I don't, like I said, I don't like to, you know, make excuses or anything, but you look at, you know, where we played out on the road, they aren't easy places to play, you know? So yeah, you might look at the record, but okay, we're whatever or whatever, but also look at who we played on the road. But you're, you're not unique. Cause uh, I did a stat on, you know, home road splits in the sec. It ain't just Tennessee. It's everybody across That's the board. Yeah. But, but for y'all, man, the reason why I want to see y'all win, even as the non-Tennessee guy, I want to see y'all host because I think if y'all win this series, I think y'all are undoubtedly going to be a be a regional host. And so I think uh, Lindsey Nelson hosting is something that just has to be done because, uh, like you said, your your fans are electric, and I would just love to see that. Last right. question yeah, I got for I you, Simo, before I turn you over here to DB. Since you've been there, right, so several years back, I've been at Tennessee baseball games before V got there, you know what I'm saying? It might be like, I don't know, a couple hundred people in the stands. So we've all seen what it's grown into. But now that I was back for the Vanderbilt series, even went over, caught some softball, 
just what Lindsey Nelson's turned into with the outfield decks now, and you won't get to see this, I'm sure, while you're there, but they're going to redo the whole thing. Like, that's got to be cool, and I hope one day guys like you can look back on this with a you're living in the moment right now and that's good we want to just keep winning let's go get a world series but one day i hope are you gonna look back on this and be like man i helped build this you can come back and say this is what we did yeah um like i guess thank you said but i'm just in the moment right now it's cool though to see you know them you know put the third deck up there and all that stuff but right Especially now man, when you hit one over the third deck yeah <laughs> yeah no, that's pretty cool that's pretty cool uh, but you know, I think when I when it's all said and done, and my time is over here at least in Tennessee, you know, I'm still gonna come back and I'm still gonna you know geek out to, you know, the third deck or whenever they start building the stadium because I know as soon as you start building the stadium, I'm gonna be here, and I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna be the first person hit on this field. I don't care about y'all, I'm gonna take the first <laughs> one on this field, <laughs> uh, and I'm gonna be the first person to hit it over wherever. So I don't know, I'm just joking, but. No, I mean it's, it, it. It'll definitely be cool in, in a couple of years, but right now, like you said, I'm just trying to trying to keep building, just keep building that leg that that legacy, and for people to you know come to Tennessee after me, I want them to you know have the dopest stadium in the world. Uh, Malcolm Martin, Mississippi State Stadium, it's pretty fire. So we, you know, what I'm saying I'm trying to have that better than Mississippi State Stadium. How good was the food they fed you though? Oh, that was fire too. Not that was crazy. I even, honestly, I didn't think they was gonna do that because we we swept them, and they were just like handing us. That, that's how they roll. I was there for the Arkansas series a couple weeks ago. They fed Arkansas the same way. They don't care if win or lose. They take care of the other team. That's a good yeah. thing about them. Yeah, I know. I was fired. They just fed us trays of food because we. I mean, like, but I didn't notice. Like, you don't always really see this on TV, but when you play there, like there was just, just nothing but grills out there in my field. Like, just yeah. Like that's all there is. So, like on TV, I don't really, I guess, pay enough attention to that. But that was cool. And, and the park is, I mean, that that is like a, a big league stadium to me. I mean, that was, it was crazy. Look, Christian, dude, I ain't even wanting to feed my own family, much less if somebody comes up in my house and and puts it on me. So, I, twenty-seven hey, runs. I know it. It was ugly, but yeah, um, no, they're they're definitely nice people for that. I ain't doing that. Definitely. I mean, the the it's not a rumor. I mean, it's it's just it's what's out there. Those guys, the hospitality that they have, you know, right. uh, is is you can't match it anywhere. But obviously, at Tennessee, you guys have really just building a foundation over the past few years. You guys have really uh, turned this thing into a juggernaut, and it looks like you know, with everything that's been going on, you guys are moving in the right direction. You got a lot of momentum headed into a, a really a big weekend series. Um, I'll ask you before we get into this game, man, because I didn't, I didn't get a chance to hear much of, of what you guys talked about, but who has more to lose this weekend? You guys are South Carolina. Honestly, I don't even know what situation they're in. Um, but for, for us, I mean, I know we want to win this series. Um, Y'all are in a better position. They're they're free falling right now. Are they? Yeah, I like I say, I don't even know what composition they're in. We, I don't personally, I don't really look at like other teams and what what they're ranked or whatever. Like, yeah, we get new rankings every week. Like it changes literally every week. So it's like I don't even got time to keep up with who's where and all that stuff. But um, it is a big series for us. And uh, I know we want to go in there with a full head of steam, uh, take care of business tomorrow, and then, you know, go in there and uh, do, you know, like I said, try and go in there and, and take the series away. 
Daniel, I just had a fan ask me an interesting question on Twitter. So, Simo, for real, like, I don't know how we do it. Like, it's like we ain't special, but um, it's called the end off the bench effect. Every guest, after they come on that next weekend, they ball out, like ball out, ball out. And so when they found out you were coming on, they were like, well, Simo's going to ball out this weekend. I said, here's the thing. Ethan Petrie from South Carolina's Wednesday. So we got conflict at the dinner table because no, we got I, one I just, the table. I just responded to that too. Now the the Monday guest it gets it a little bit more. It's a little, it's a full episode. Simo getting a little more. Hey, oh, we good. No, yeah. I'm like I said, I feeling good right now. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully that I have a pretty good weekend. That's the that's the beauty and the curse of SEC baseball is that you can't focus on what everyone else has to play for because everything's big. Um, everything matters and you just got to go and you got to win two of three. That's, that's yeah. the goal. If you sweep, then that's just the bonus, but you want to win series and you guys definitely want to take care of business uh, and have some momentum going into the conference tournament. Um, but Christian, man, en- enough of the baseball, man, let's, let's, let's have a little fun. You down to play a game. Sure. Yeah, right. We're, we're going to play a game. It's called This or That. It's the same game we've played with 200-plus guests. So we're going to throw you a couple questions. You pick one option or the other. Can't say both. Can't say neither. Just, you know, pick whatever comes to your heart. Whatever the first thing is that pops to your mind, let's go with it, man. Be decisive. Right, let's go. Let's go. All, right. All right. For, oh, you say that. You say that. <laughs> we've heard that before. First question. If you could have a time machine – or if you would go, would you teleport? Which one would it be? Teleport. Teleport. Would you teleport? Where would you go? I'll tell you this. I would never, ever drive ever again. So I'd teleport to, you know what I'm saying? The field, the grocery store, McDonald's, Chick-fil-A, anywhere. Any, anywhere. My girl, my girl, she lived like four hours. Teleport to her house. You would never be late ever. No, you can't. Well, all right. So, would it be more like a? How, how would it work though? Like, how how would I be able to teleport? I mean, if you got that's the ability to teleport, you teleport whenever you want. That's that's your deal. I think, I, I, think, I, think, I, think, I think I think Daniel so I, was curious if you single, would just go ahead. I hit a single and teleport the first. <laughs> I mean, if you if you wanted to be like that. I mean, he could drop bunts every time and teleport home. Hold up, like, hold up, Simo, you Grand Slam. He ain't hitting no single, bro. I'm just saying. Nah, that was just an example. That was just an example. He he's like, I just teleport. I ain't got time for singles now. Nah, double, yeah, like, I'll leg out a double. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. If if you was to go with a time machine, though, if you went with a time machine, would you go to the past or would you fast forward and go to the future? future what would, what would you what would you want to see when he gets drafted in the first round <laughs> no i was gonna see i was gonna say yeah where i'm where i am in like 15 years 10 15 years all right that's Next. like the past i don't want to go back to see my i already lived my childhood i want to see my future i got you i got you all right would you rather be the strongest and fastest man alive, strongest and fastest, or would you rather be able to fly? Strongest and fastest. If I'm, if I'm the, how fast am I going? 
I mean, as fast as you want. Christian Scott fast. Fastest, I mean, like, am, I, am I like the Flash? Yeah, C Scott, yeah. Am, yeah. I, am I like the Flash? Think, I, mean, yeah, I, 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 think, I think we would be, we'd have to be realistic here. I mean, the, the Flash is a little much. I would say, like, you say fastest Bolt, in the world. Yeah, you saying Bolt, man. You rolling. I mean, then I'd rather fly. Yeah. I, I think that's that's the right move. Jalen Hyatt against Alabama fast. You know, I'd rather fly. Because I don't, yeah. Flying is, yeah, that, that's, that was like it's fun. All right, now, now we're getting into the tough questions. All right, you can only keep one. You keeping the daddy hat or you keeping the fur coat? Fur coat. That ain't a dude that looks fresher in the fur coat than Simo. Yeah, I mean, it, I I could put I could put a daddy hat on you, but it ain't gonna trump the the the. Y'all gotta y'all gotta y'all gotta buy my. Yeah, y'all gotta buy my. I got a shirt coming out soon. Oh, oh, hold on. I got I to gotta put Randy on this or that because you once told Trey Lipscomb no one looked better in the fur coat. So That's because Trey – No, 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 no. So now I'm putting you – I hadn't seen Simo do I, – I put Bring Trey and Simo on together. I tell Trey straight to his face. You did look <laughs> best in it last year, and now Simo does. I'm just I'm just here to tell you. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. But, you know, I'm, I'm getting a shirt with a daddy having fur coat, so it's going to look sick. That just made me think about it. So y'all got y'all to gotta go I, I got you. Would you rather be trapped in a romantic comedy, a rom-com with your enemies, people you can't stand, or would you rather be trapped in a horror movie with your friends? So rom-com with some people you don't like or horror movie with your... With horror your, movie. Yeah, I think that's that's the way to go, unless... So let, let me let me pose a different question. You've seen Saw? That's a, that's a horror movie, right? I've seen it. I saw like these people have to pick between people they love, like whose leg they're gonna cut off. Like that's that's like that's the level is that of the type of horror. Is that type yeah. of horror? Though? Yeah, if you're willing to cut your boy's hand or arm or foot off, like all right. But like okay, I mean yeah, yeah. Right now, yeah, you right it up. That's not even how that question goes. You just right, right now, up. right, right now, Christian's thinking about that dude. He's like, man, which one of my friends would I really? <laughs> I'm like, I don't have. But yeah, I'll probably, I'll probably go first. There you go. You take one for the team, man. I'll take one for the team. All right, concert or sporting event? Let's let's say this is like all time like bucket list concert, all time bucket list sporting event. Which one are you choosing? Sporting event. All right, what's the all-time – what's the bucket list sporting event that you got to see? Honestly, I just want to see LeBron play one time. Hopefully hopefully he's not retired. I mean, at this rate, you might have 10 more years. Yeah. And I also, I also want to see Shari Otani and Mike Trout. Would you – I heard this question, and this is off off topic, but is this the best team that LeBron – like the best work LeBron has ever done? Probably. I mean, just well, because wasn't of that age. Cleveland team. But like, yeah, I, the, the I think that was so was, young. They was trash. The Cleveland team was trash. But you got Kyrie, you got Kevin Love, you got no, some... no, 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 no. We're talking Cleveland. about uh, uh, Monty. Uh, what... Oh, yeah, when Kobe Gibson. Name. What was the son's name? Uh, Jagrunas Ilgauskas. Yeah, like when he was and just Anderson uh, Varejao, just standing there with people getting dunked on every game. <laughs> <laughs> It's a name. It's a shame, Randy. He he just wants to see LeBron play. I've done seen LeBron play like ten times. He can have all of them. 
Yeah, it's never worked out good. I've seen LeBron play a few times. It's never worked out for me. So I'm I'll pretty- I just, just want to see him play once. All right. Who hits better bombs? You or Blake? Oh, Blake. Man, that's only no, nah, here's why though. Only because he's a lefty. I think lefty bombs just look better. They do. I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna be real. I mean they do. There's a dude. There's a there's a dude who who don't play anymore, but his name's King Griffey Jr. Like he can still do it right now. We just saw it. I mean, yeah. he, there there was nothing better than watching that dude swing. No, yes, yeah, I'm saying. So I think, I think lefty swings are just, just beautiful. So I I think that's why. Now I still got more juice than him. Though. I don't I don't know if y'all know that I got more juice. <laughs> like, in I, game I, in game juice. If, you, if, we, if we go on my numbers, I got more in game juice, but. You're hitting it out of the stadium. That's that's why I heard they're they're renovating Lindsey Nelson so they can make it bigger so you can't actually hit it out of there. I know I've <laughs> I know I've referenced Trey enough times in this episode, but Trey said his bombs were the best because he hits the most. So that that's always the answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Burke do have. I think Burke has how many how many bombs Burke have? Uh, fifteen. Fifteen. Ah, uh, you got you. You you right behind him. Yeah. And now that you done came on here, even though Burke's been on here twice, he ain't been on here recently. So, uh, you you gonna pass him up this weekend? Here we go. Oh yeah, I am. I just can't let Dicky hawk me down, bro. <laughs> there's not a hotter hitter in America. I right know now. that's what I'm saying. He going he is going crazy. He's going crazy. All right. Would you rather be attacked by a grizzly bear or a tiger? If you you're not gonna survive either. But if you like, nah, 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 nah. nah. Grizzly bear, grizzly bear, grizzly bear, because you can scare him away. We literally just had this conversation like yesterday. No, when was the game? Well, it's, it's interesting because you got one teammate that we just mentioned, Blake Burke, who said he would play dead, and then you got uh, uh, Christian Scott, who said he was going to outrun him. So, yeah, no, nah, just scare him away. They don't like loud noises, so you just start you act big and make loud noises. They run away. Like you talking about, like put your hands up in there, like Rama. Like yeah, like and like start clapping and stuff. Like they don't like they freak out. Just Bro, I would up. scream like. Ah! That's what I would do. No, yeah, probably. I mean, you'll probably like. I don't think I would scream. I probably. Just I would. And be silent because I'm be so shocked and scared. But well, Simo, you, you're young and got pride. I don't have that. I'm old. I ain't got no pride left. This is over. <laughs> we we're not trying to prove anything. We're just trying to. <laughs> no, yeah, easiest I, route. Trey Morgan from LSU has been my favorite answer last week. This man, Daniel, you weren't here. This man said he would wrestle the bear. I was like, he's the first guy who said he wants to wrestle the bear. I'm like, let's go. Man, I know Trey, and Trey's not wrestling that bear. <laughs> he said it though. He gave me a he gave me a good answer though. Nah, he probably will wrestle the bear, but yeah, that, 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 that sounds like a Tennessee thing where they can they can shoot hoops because we've had Tennessee guys come on here and, and but no, we're we talking about Trey Morgan. No, Trey oh. Morgan. Well. LSU. He, tell, him, he, tell him to go start with Mike the Tiger. Let's get there. They, they also Let's told him that. he couldn't play left field, and I watched my man make five diving catches this week. That's all still I'm saying. A, still a first so, baseman. Some would say if you have to make diving catches that you're not very good. <laughs> oh, damn. Okay. Moving yeah, on. Trey, moving Trey, on. Trey, but Trey, I, I'm not, I'm not going to I'm not gonna stay true to that because I watched the man play this weekend. He was he balled. He was unbelievable this weekend. So, All right. Last question before we get you out of here, Christian. Would you rather betray your best friend or go to jail for five years for a crime you didn't commit? So we're talking ultimate betrayal to your best friend. You're not coming back from it. Never going to be friends. You're you're hanging up that friendship or 
you can go to jail for five years for a crime you didn't commit. What's your picking? I'm going to jail. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Let me tell you something. These two dudes are my best friends, and I ain't spending five <laughs> years, five months, five weeks, five See, days. Five this man minutes, said he wouldn't even come seconds. visit us. <laughs> I'm not even coming into the parking lot. I wouldn't even come five blocks from a jail. Like that's, <laughs> he said, he wouldn't even take the collect call, dog. Nope. That's crazy. Not at all, that's man. Crazy. Nah, me and my best friend, we we've been we we grew up together, man. That's like my brother. We lived together. Randy, so I'm snitching you out in a heartbeat, dog. Oh, bro, I'm not. Y'all didn't even do nothing. I'm still snitching. I'm going to be like Simo with his big brother. I'm snitching. Dry snitching, foot <laughs> snitching, in your face snitching, all the snitching. Nah, I, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. Unless it was like, yeah, nah, it's this or that. So, yeah, no, nah, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do right. it. Hey, we'll, we'll take your word for it. Hopefully. It you know you know what we're doing, <laughs> Daniel? Somehow, some way, we're going we're gonna to get a tour of a of one of the worst maximum penitentiaries, and we're going we're gonna to take all the guys who picked jail for their friends and we're going to show them a day in the life of it and then we're going to have them re-ask the question <laughs> i went to alcatraz and did that tour no i'm good like <laughs> it ain't for me it ain't for me and it wasn't even like open jail it was closed and all kinds of run down like nope not for me <laughs> all right christian man before you bounce anything you want to plug or promote uh no nah, man just thank you guys for you know having me on it was fun, super fun. Good to meet y'all. Uh, thank y'all again. Absolutely. If y'all want to see what Christian Moore is up to on a Tuesday, a Wednesday, a Thursday, you name it, go on over to Instagram, underscore CMO1, or if you want to see him on the diamond, see what the Tennessee Volunteers are up to. They got a big weekend series. You can go to Instagram at vol underscore baseball. You can also check them out on the SEC Network Plus Thursday, 7 p.m., they got South Carolina. You guys are on the road. It's going to be hostile. You got them again Friday night at 7 and again Saturday at 2. Christian, dude, we wish you nothing but the best. If there's anything we can do for you along the way, man, reach out. Yes, sir. Thank you guys so much. Absolutely. That's Christian Moore, everybody. We're going to take a quick little break. We're going to plug some sponsors when we come back. we got to talk a lot of college baseball, NBA, you name it. It's going to, it's going to go down. Do you like having posters and supporting your favorite athletes? Well, the Athletic Collection gives you a chance to do that with the best posters in the game. They have many different teams with many different sports. Myself, as an LSU fan, I just got myself LSU baseball, LSU gymnastics, and LSU soccer posters to put up in the man cave. So get your posters today at the Athletic Collection, which you can find on Instagram and Twitter. Welcome back to the In Off the Bench podcast. We got some headlines, and as always, we gotta we gotta lead off with a little college baseball. Um, Randy, Tennessee Vols. You said don't let them get hot, and here we are. They take th well two of three from Kentucky. I don't even know if the third game really counts. I mean, they had two big games, games one and two, and then the third game was was nothing to really write home about. Um, anything to be alarmed from that third game, or just you know take two or three, win the series, and, and move on. Yeah, that's that's the goal, right? So when you get into the tournament, you just got to win two. And you win your first two, and you're moving on. You never even play a third game. The one thing that does uh, concern me a little bit, uh, we know 
you know, big fan of Drew Beam, big fan of Carla Beam, the whole Beam family. The last two outings, DB Jim, he has uh they've gotten hold of it. His fastballs are sitting a little bit high and people are getting a hold of him and they're going a long way. Um, I you know, we've seen Drew Beam go through stretches like this before. So I don't have a concern. Uh, there was also a rain delay, obviously, in the Sunday game. They were delayed for about two hours, come back out. Just a weird feel to it. Like I said, though, win the first two, you're not even playing the third one in the postseason, DB. For sure. Um, you know, they – so we, we've talked about this Kentucky team. Obviously, they, they come off a sweep of South Carolina. They go take on Tennessee, then they drop two of three. Are you still in the same boat – in, with Kentucky that they're not as good as people say they are or the strength of schedule has people blinded like what what's your what's your look now that that series is over you know I do think that they're a really good team what I think that when you look at Kentucky they're a small ball type of team and uh, they're a team that get and you get them in a game like Tennessee put them in where they had to come back that's Tennessee's game it's not Kentucky's game so at at home I think Kentucky's good, and it's we're going to see a lot this weekend from them, and and I think we'll know a lot more about them. But I think they're good, maybe not great, dangerous. Hey, well, shout out, shout out to Captain Gilliam for hitting a bomb in their W. Got to give him. Hey, Jim, the man say that they don't hit bombs, yeah. And all he's done since he talked to us is hit bombs. It's the IOTB effect, man. I feel like. He's either a liar or he's very like it was a hum, humble. No, when he came when he came on, he only had seven bombs. He got ten now, so he won line. You know what, Liam Spence once upon a time told good. us that too. I, we've had a guy on here who claimed he was going to hit ten and hit zero, so seven's pretty good. Ah, pretty good. Howdy, toddy. Yeah, I, I don't want to get into all that. It's, uh, it's uh, rough goings down there in Oxford. Um. But I'll, I'll talk a little bit about the Gamecocks. Gamecocks went out to Fayetteville, um, played a you know really good Arkansas team, getting some guys back. Um, South Carolina getting a couple guys back. Um, Braylon Wimmer's back. Um, you know, having those guys in the lineup, you got Lee Croy back. Having him in the lineup helps. You could tell there was some definite rust as far as a, a few ABs, just you know, call three strikes, not swinging the bat, stuff like that. But I would say, like, of the three games, the pitching staff for South Carolina, despite the injuries, looked really good. This is the best that they've looked, even though they did lose the series. Um, but I think they kept a really good offensive Arkansas squad off balance for for most of the three games. Um, the problem is, is you, you got to score more than a run against guys like that in order to win. Um, you know, I would say, you know, Wood for Arkansas, probably one of the best freshmen I've seen pitch. Um, you know, you turn around, you got you got Brady, you know, Brady, um, three innings, he looked dominant, comes out of the game, um, gives it over, I think, to McIntyre. McIntyre has a has a decent game, um, but ended up giving up a few runs. They lose that game and then uh turn around and and the, the IOTB effect. I mean, Hunter Holland was just dominating. He, he was unhittable uh, that game, pitched a complete game, and just looked amazing. I got to give it up, though, for South Carolina's uh, pitchers. Mahoney and Veach came in. They looked amazing, um, kept those guys off balance, kept them guessing. Uh, that combination of Mahoney and Veach, I really like that. Um, Eli Jones looked great. Um, Becker looked good. It was just they they didn't have enough in the tank to, to – 
to hold, you know, Arkansas at bay. But I like what I see going into this weekend, Randy. I know we'll, we'll talk a little bit about it coming up, but I think it's going to be a little bit tougher than people think. I don't think South Carolina is going to roll over. And, and we asked Christian um, Moore who had more to play for. He he gave us the coach speak answer, but I I, I got some some thoughts as to that when, when we when we get to it. But Jim, I want to give you the floor, man. Uh, you headed over to Baton Rouge. It was um, what we thought of, what we thought was going to be a really good weekend for the Tigers, and it turned out to not be that. So, tell me a little bit about your experience. Like, what what's going on? First of all, I got laughed at, not by you guys, but when I said be weary of a series being a year to the day of a Mississippi team that's dead in the water coming into town on senior weekend uh, because it didn't go well last year. And here we are. And it didn't I'll, go well. I'll, I'll, I'll stop you. Cause I remember this conversation you and I had on the phone and you started saying this and I just kept going, stop, stop, stop with that nonsense. So I'll, I'll take it. Like I was the first one to be like, no dude, you're crazy. Like this, this ain't how this weekend's going to go down. And, of course, it didn't seem like it because you get a run rule on Friday. Sorry. Skeens goes seven innings, 13 Ks, only gives up one earned run. They do their thing. They cruise. Um, you know, our boy Joe Bear, he he has a bomb. Tommy White has a bomb. I, I just want to read out uh, before I get to the negative. Tommy White on the weekend, boys, 6-11, four doubles, two home runs, nine RBI, six runs. Um, Tommy White is now batting like he because he got out his last at bat went right under 400, so he's like at 399. But, um, sneaky, sneaky chance of your SEC player of the year, even over his teammate. Um, so keep an eye on that because Tommy White, second RBIs, um, batting 400, um, getting, getting it done, maybe. And I know he reaps the rewards batting behind Cruz, but nonetheless. He's doing his thing. But we get to Saturday. All we wanted, Kristen Boy talked about, we just want good Ty Floyd. We got great Ty Floyd. We got six innings, only one earned run, 10 Ks. We got everything we wanted. And Kate Smith had his best game of the season, arguably. He goes six innings, only gives up two runs. But nonetheless, Ty Floyd outdid him. We got, we got a lead. And the bullpen, boy, heard. That's your herd. Man, I just I don't I don't know what to think about this dude. Like he does good midweeks, but when you put him in on the weekend, um, it just don't work. It just don't work. And the and I know we're gonna talk about the bullpen not working as a whole. And so uh yeah, we blew that game. And so rubber match, rubber match coming in Sunday. And so what we got, we're gonna throw out Javon Coleman, still working his way back from TJ's on a pitch count. It's a damn shame. Cruising. Cruising only got 50 pitches. He had five Ks, went two and a third, had to get pulled. Well, got to go to that good old bullpen again. Um, you know, Trey Morgan and Tommy White tried to keep us in it. Trey Morgan had two bombs, had three diving catches. You know, Tommy went yard again, tried to keep us in the good fight. We had a nine-run lead. It didn't matter which guy they threw. Here's the thing, when you talk about the bullpen on Sunday, you can't even pick on one guy. You can pick on five of them, six of them. It, it doesn't matter. And so going forward, 
Yes, I still have them ranked number two, boys. And and I and I had my justification for anybody who read on Twitter. I'm not gonna go through it again right now. I didn't say they are the second best team right now. I just have them ranked second. That bullpen makes me scared that they can't even get out of a regional. And it's a real, real problem. And I tell I tell you what, man. I don't know. Some there's some guys that aren't showing up. In the lineup, also, you know, I just I'm not feel I'm not feeling my boys right now, and and so for the people who were calling me a homer on Twitter because of my rankings, I'm I'm not saying they're the second best team. They may not be the third, fourth, even fifth. Um, Daniel, I don't know. I'm gonna ask you. You're a pitcher. You're a relief pitcher. These bullpen guys, man. I mean, you just want any of them, any of them, to step up. What's the deal, man? I know you're not in Baton Rouge. I know you're not in the situation. Why Why cannot a single one of them give us anything? Well, I think one thing that you can look at is that I think you're going to see starting arms go a little bit longer, which will save some of the arms uh, in the bullpen. You're also going to have a lot more pressure as you move throughout the postseason. Um, and that could be good for LSU. And in a sense that those guys will, will meet the challenges of pressure or it the factor might be on the other team who doesn't meet the challenges of the pressure in those situations. But I've said it many times on this podcast is that if you want to win championships, you got to be deep in the pen. And those things matter. And starting pitching is great, but you got to have guys that can come in and get you three outs here or there or go long relief innings of like two, three innings at a time and, and hold other teams at bay. If, you, if you're just constantly giving up runs, like you, you're putting yourself in a bad situation because you can only out hit bad pitching for so long. Right, no doubt. And and that was the thing. They were like, well, Coleman looked good, and it looks like he's going to, you know, build up to, you know, being your your third starter. And I was like, that's great. Okay, so Ty Floyd, let's say he he stays right. Paul Skeen stays right there. Somebody's going to have to pitch. And um, and there was one reliever. I, I apologize if he happens to listen to him. Griffin Herring was great. As a matter of fact, um, the only reason I think he only pitched the inning in a third is because when he turned it over, the lead was 13-4. and four. I, I think Jay didn't want to. There were so many arms. You had a nine-run lead. I don't think he wanted to to put a bunch of innings on him. So I'm not even mad about Jay for pulling him out. I'm pretty sure he thought his guys could handle a nine-run lead and get them out of that. I will say this is you when you when you're up that big, you tend to pitch more relaxed, but you also tend to pitch um not as 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 sharp as you should you almost pitch the contact and let them hit the ball and, and hopefully they hit it to you which in baseball you're going to fail more times than you succeed so that that school of thought is usually pretty good um, because people will hit themselves out um, the problem is Mississippi State didn't um, and it, it, it hurt LSU and then as the momentum started to swing you got deeper into the bullpen and you didn't have the right arm in the right situation to win the game. No doubt. Well, I got, I got two quick notes and then I'll, and we can move on first. Uh, Brock Tapper guest of the show came on with his brother, Hayden. Hayden, his older brother, 
And then East and his little brother bet against their own brother, saying that if he faced Tommy White, Tommy Tanks would take him deep. Well, no, sir. He went out there and he struck out Tanks. And then he told them who who uh, who daddy was. Middle middle brother. Went and got it done. His, his own brother, Daniel, I know brothers razz each other, were recording and getting ready for the bomb so they could tease him. But Brock said, no, sir. So that's my one, my one story. My other story is shout out to the lounge dog and the crew, the same crew that takes care of Jackson and me in left field. Man, they came, they hung out. They talked no trash. They were, they were great to be around. They brought food again, as usual. Just good time. Them boys from Starfield on the left field lounge. Shout out to y'all coming to Baton Rouge. Didn't talk, no trash. And I appreciate you boys, and I look forward to seeing y'all in Starkville again next year. Yeah, we we talked about the hospitality that those guys bring, and even on the road, they're they're bringing it as well. Um, let's let's get into this week's slate of games. Um, Jim, staying with the LSU trend, LSU's going to Georgia. Um, what do you what do you expect? Is 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 it going to be a turnaround? Are they going to sweep? Or is this going to be a arduous road through the next three three games trying to figure out the bullpen? Or does Jay figure out something and, and they move right through these guys? Okay, the only thing that makes me wary is, and Randy will know this, was when Tennessee went to Georgia, right? And we talked about the home and waste, which I know people get tired of me talking about. Georgia's played well at home. it's And so that doesn't make me feel well. But I would like to think, I would like to think, these guys are so pissed off right now that they're going to go into Athens and this whole pitching issue won't even be a problem because they're going to tee off. And so that's what I'm going to bet on. But they have made me wrong multiple times this season. It may make me wrong again. But if they want to be a national seed, they have to go win in Athens. They will go from being the first-ranked team to the second-ranked team to not even be in a national seed if they lose this series in Athens, I believe. So, I, I don't believe that. I don't. One, Randy, I, don't, I don't think they're going to lose. Randy, two, if they lose three series in a row, including to two unranked teams, they're getting oh, knocked yeah. out of national hosts. I agree, but I don't think they will. I, I don't think you have anything to worry about. But with that, who who do you got winning? I'm gonna take LSU in two out of three. I like you know I don't do I'm not even doing sweeps anymore. Just go get two and get the hell out of there, please. Yeah, I I think it's probably going to be another grind for those guys. I think they're gonna inevitably pull away in all the games. I think they're gonna sweep these guys. I think they need to prove something. I think they are a little or they. What would worry me, Jim, is if they don't come out with a little bit of fire, like they are bitter about this past weekend, because that'll tell me really like if they got it in them to, to be a championship team. Absolutely. Oh. Randy, who you got? I got LSU, but as we have seen, and then the road home splits that Jim's definitely uh, talked about a lot. Also Georgia. I mean, they swept Arkansas in Athens. They beat Tennessee two out of three in Athens. Those guys have a couple of freshmen that are ballers, right? So if they get some confidence, obviously, you know, you go, I think, it's a, is it Thursday night that they're starting the series or yeah. Friday? It's Thursday night. So I, I you expect that to go your way. 
um, every single time, right? Hey, what's the so, what's the? Uh, I'm 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 going mind blank. What's the one freshman's name? Because I think Connor he might, Tate. Is that? Yeah, whoever whoever it is, he might be the leader in the clubhouse for freshman of the year now, even over Petrie. No, he's got the home run record. I think he's got more RBIs. I mean, he's done it a, a little bit quieter. But, I mean, look, I think that LSU gets it. But like DB said, I expect it to be a grind because the one thing that I will say, uh, Skeens, look, pitcher of the year, if there was a Cy Young, he'd win it. But those guys get around on some fastballs. He's going to have to have his off-speed stuff working, which he has the last couple weeks. He's gone a little bit heavier dosage with off-speed. But Georgia's going to be a game opponent. Yeah, it's um, – I- like I said, I, I expect LSU to win all three, but I don't I don't think it's going to be easy. I don't think it's going to be a sweep. And here's another thing to, to what Jim was saying. Georgia, right now, they're on the outside looking in. They LSU's getting in regardless. Georgia has to win this series and then win a couple games in Hoover. To not, they're not going to host, but to get into the tournament. Now, Jim, DB, let me ask you this. You're at home if you're Georgia. You beat a lot of good teams at home. You've seen what LSU – I mean, Ole Miss did last year, just barely getting in, going on a run. I mean, all these things, Strickland could be telling these guys that in the dugout. I mean, if if they're smart, they're using everything. I mean, I, actually, I take that back. They don't have to use that as motivation to beat this team. Well, no. Top five team. But when you think about what this series can do for them long-term. Yeah, those are the things that you're thinking about, the momentum that could propel them into postseason, you know, give them some momentum going into a, a conference tournament. Like, oh, you, you show well there, then, you know, who knows what can happen. But, yeah, you're right. Um, stranger things have happened. So two years in a row, stranger things have happened. So give me LSU two out of three, though. There you go. All right, we got Florida at Kentucky. Um, Florida coming off probably their their biggest series this year. Uh, just total domination of Vanderbilt. And then Kentucky coming off a, a really, you know, rough series against Tennessee. Um, you know, both teams, one wants to continue the momentum. The other team wants to get things back on track. Um, I'll, I'll start with you, Jim. Who, who are you taking? I'm I'm sticking with what I know. Kentucky wins at home, and I don't like Florida. So give me Kentucky for two out of three. All right. All right. Randy, who you got? Uh, I'm actually bucking that trend. I don't like Florida. Kentucky does win at home. Florida actually has one on the road. They're one of the few teams that wins at about a 500 clip on the road. I think that right now Florida is flying under the radar as one of the most dangerous teams in the country. They have the front-end pitching. They have the bats. Their bats, they might be the best offense in the SEC. And I know we're not talking about home run records, but if you just look at their overall numbers, you look at their numbers, it, it's plain, it's, it's right there. I mean, they have, for one, they have what Cags is unbelievable at the plate, but that's not it. I mean, that team is deep, one through nine. They have, and I'm saying this with conviction, they have the best shortstop in the country in Rivera. Better, th- in my opinion. Better than Gonzalez. I'm turning this episode off. I mean, that's that's a, that's a hot cake, hot take. You know, I don't want to say it. I'm not a Florida fan. I don't. Need, I hate Florida, but you, it's just the fact. Not only sitting here sounding like you in love with Florida, you went after our boy, who's a projected number five, number six overall pick, and saying, "Go look at where Rivera is." 
He's he not ahead of him. I don't shot, know. There, there's a bunch. Go look again because there's a bunch of them that got him ahead of him. That dude has shot up so fast this year. And go look. That dude's hitting 350 this year. And then you go look at the plays he makes. It's on. It's crazy. A guy that has never hit more than 250 now is hitting 350. I say all that to say this. I think he's on the juice. Oh. <laughs> no. Just kidding, Rivera. You're not kidding. Eh? That's the that's the part. Give, Cheaters. Give me Florida. I I've you know. Oh, y'all disgust me. Y'all yeah, it's 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 really hard, but they're just playing really good baseball right now. And um, like for Kentucky, obviously coming off of Tennessee and then turn around and having the gauntlet against a a team who's playing the best out of you know maybe them in Arkansas are probably playing the best baseball right now. Uh, Tennessee up there too, but. You know, Florida going, you know, doing what they did this past weekend. Um, I mean, all indicators is that they're in good shape to continue that this weekend. Because I, I I believe Vanderbilt's a better team than Kentucky. So if you can do it to Vanderbilt, why can't you do it to Kentucky? They proved it just a couple weeks ago. So give me, give me Florida, as much as I hate to say it. Duke and Miami. Give me Duke. I mean, I, I just, you know, Miami keeps moving up. They keep winning games. Um, but Duke, I think, is is low-key pretty good. Randy, what do you what do you think? I do think that Duke is really good, and I know we always call them fraud you for good reason, but Miami being at home and they're playing really well, I'm going to go Miami winning two out of three, and I think we're going to go 1-1 rubber match on Sunday. Miami squeaks one out. You know, I, I don't know if this changes changes anything for you, but. When I lived in Fort Lauderdale, I went to a bunch of Miami games. Um, I would say 90% of the games I went to at Coral Gables, they lost. I, I don't, Maybe it was me. I don't know what I, it is. I think it was you. Had to be, but they were not very good when I was there at home. So there's that. Jim, who you got? I think Duke. I got to watch them for the first time um, this weekend. And maybe I picked the wrong time, but they didn't look very good. I've watched Miami plenty, and I'm going with Miami because I don't think Duke is as good as the ranking they had last week or the ranking they even have this week. So I tuned into Duke this this weekend, and one thing was is I wanted to see what their home ballpark looked like. It's actually really nice, really so, nice. Honestly, that's what Trish meant. So. Obviously, I went to Wake, right? And then I seen NC State, and I seen Florida. They and and here's what kills me about all of them, you know, is is most times whether you watch them on TV or you see the videos, they're beautiful ballparks, and there's nobody there. It makes me sad as a baseball lover. Like if I lived near any of those places, I'm there, man. Yeah, Duke fans, Wake fans, y'all gotta do better. Go out and see the product on the field. It's good. Arkansas at Vandy. I mean, I I gotta take Arkansas. They're, they're playing good baseball. I mean, they're they're got some good. You no, know, but maybe you've taken all road all road teams. After all the evidence Jim has laid out, you've taken all road teams. I gotta I gotta. I'm not gonna take the road team ne- next. Just so just so you're you aware. son of a. <laughs> Setting out. I was. Uh, setting you up for that. No, I, I, I mean, if if there's a team that's going to go on the road and win, why not Arkansas? Well, I mean, why not was... Duke? Why not Florida? 
I mean, it's it's hard to say that when you look at these games on the surface, it's hard. Like, yes, I, I get the home and road splits, but it's hard to say that any of these away teams can't go in and and, and win. I'm going to tie the next two together just because I got to to explain something, and, and Randy's going to love this. I think Arkansas. I think Arkansas is going to sweep Vandy, which is going to open the door wide open because Tennessee swept Vandy to guarantee that regional host spot when they win. Uh-huh. I love it. Okay. Randy, who are you taking, Arkansas or Vandy? So, Vanderbilt, uh, you talk about the home road splits. Vanderbilt has actually, not only have they not lost a series at home, they've only lost one game at Nashville at Hawkins Field this year. Um, so, give me Arkansas to actually. <laughs> he said all that just to do that. So, and, and the reason I say that is because right now, Vanderbilt is missing their top two arms. Don't know if they're even going to play this weekend. And I think that their offense is sputtering. Uh, you're seeing what I haven't seen, and I've watched a lot of Vanderbilt over the last couple of years. You're seeing them break a little bit and and even get into it with the umpires. And that's not something that you've really seen out of Corbin teams. Not him, but his players. Um, and I and I think I think they're I think they're wobbling a little bit, DB. So give me Arkansas, who seems to really be finding it, getting healthy at the right time. We know Dave Van Horn and even Corbin, these guys is a marathon, not a sprint. Arkansas is a much better team right now than Vanderbilt. Give me them to win. Daniel, let me ask you a question because you weren't on here last week. Uh, Me and Randy broke it down and we talked about it. And I like getting Kristen Way's input. He's watched Carter his last couple of games. And, you know, that whole dead arm thing. Um, The velo's down. He's just not spotting it. Like, is is there a way to, like, battle back from that, Daniel? I wasn't a pitcher. Rest. That's it. Like I have another. I want to expound on that. I think dead arm is a. It's an imbalance of something. Like I, I just don't think. Like it just. It's unfathomable for me to believe that you can do this for so long, and then all of a sudden you just have a dead arm, and then you rest, and then you come back. Like I feel like there's some type of imbalance, or you're doing something or overworking something, which is a problem, and it's could be to injury it could be distress it could be to a lot of different things but um i just the, the term dead arm is just it's just funny to me but let me let me ask you this db because something that was pointed out on vanderbilt twitter by their beat writer i can't think of her name right now but she does a great job she was posting some videos and some side by sides of him in the first part of the season and now and you talked about the imbalance and what he's doing so his mechanics his front leg his plant leg is stretched way further out the last couple weeks than it was in the in earlier in the season and in my mind as as I wasn't a pitcher but just an athlete and following uh, the sport it seems to me like he's either overcompensating like you said for something even whether that's injury or something just doesn't feel right but the problem with it is if you're a pitcher and you're trying to get rest right now you can't afford to get rest and I I um I think a lot of that could be the factor that these guys are on a clock now and you're forced to work faster than you have to. And a lot of times mechanically, if you're a guy who tends to work slower, you, when you speed things up, something's going to lag behind and usually it's your arm. I mean, you know, you could have, you know, long leg drive, you could be as mechanically sound, but if you're, if your arm is, is dragging behind, you're going to miss up. And you're going to force your arm to throw or to work a lot harder than it should because it's it's the last thing to go. 
as opposed to going with the rest of your body and your momentum and, and your drive to the plate. So I think just to get on a soapbox, I think the, the clock itself is causing a lot of mechanical things uh, for pitchers. I think it's causing a lot of guys to have to reevaluate how they pitch. Um, but I think a lot of these little arm injuries and these dead arms and these things that we're seeing, you know, I don't know for sure, but it could be a, a contributed to the amount of rush that these guys are having to now put um, on their delivery. But when you, you were talking Vanderbilt, you were talking, they've only lost one time at home. Mm -hmm. You know who that's to? Indiana South state, Carolina. South Carolina, oh. South Carolina. And, and, and that, that takes me. He wouldn't into, have asked you that unless that was the answer. I wasn't giving him the answer he wanted. That, 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 that takes me into this weekend series. Guess where South Carolina is not. They're not at Vanderbilt. They're at home. And they're going to beat Tennessee. They're going to take two of three. And you're going to like it. And you're just going to have to like it. So get ready. Put your Put your big boy orange checker pants on and sit there comfy and just be prepared to wear these two losses. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, very, very interesting. So do you I, mean I, they're going to do something that they haven't done in five weeks? They are going to do something that they haven't done in five weeks, yeah. Okay. Well, on the flip side of that, and Tennessee's uh, going to do something they haven't done in five yeah, weeks. <laughs> yeah, that would mean that Tennessee would be doing hey, something they haven't did done in five weeks. They've won 15 of 17, DB. You know, I was just reading, guys, by the way, just let's say Daniel's right about LSU sweeping Georgia, and let's say that that whole Vanderbilt home thing. Do you know with as bad as LSU has played, do you know if LSU sweeps, Van, or sweeps Georgia and Vanderbilt takes two of three from Arkansas and Kentucky just gets one against Florida – LSU still wins the SEC outright with the number one. SEC baseball put that out. Yeah, they they would, they would. That's that's a lot of moving. Well, parts. we don't care about Hoover, so we discussed that. I was just, I just thought that was yeah. interesting. Went losing three series in a row, and you can still come out at the top. Here's the number we care about, Jim and Daniel. What top the, the number? Well, the number that you to host a regional, it's almost a guarantee, like 98% of the time. If you win 17 SEC games, you're almost guaranteed a regional host. Tennessee sits at 14 and 13 going into South Carolina. Now, it's going to be tough. They're 2 and 11 on the road. Um, but South Carolina's at 15 and 11. So, DB, to your point, if they win two out of three, puts them at 17. Um, but South Carolina's going one way, Tennessee's going the other. So what I think is going you're going to run into, you're you're seeing two teams. But I will say this: I watched South Carolina Arkansas this weekend. South Carolina actually did not play bad. They're getting guys back from injury. They looked pretty good, but I still did not see the offensive production that you need to compete in the SEC. But the pitching staff looked pretty good. So I think that we're going to see some pitchers duels this weekend. And if you give me and I know he's been struggling a little bit, but if you give me Lindsey, Doe, Beam with Burns, Russell, Halvey, all those guys coming out of the pen, I like my chances to go in two out of three, even if it's on the moon. True. True. I'll, I'll give you that. I think from a pitching standpoint, they are better um, right now, and that's 
injuries or not, I still think, you know, if, if you wanted to break it down, those guys are number numbers wise better. Um, but I, I agree. I think South Carolina at home is going to have to, they're going to have to have a complete series. They're going to have to pitch it well. They're going to have to hit the ball well, and they might have to get lucky here and there. Um, but I, I like their chances. They, they get up for games. So let's go get to host and, and, and Founders know. Park, man, y'all sell that thing out for a series like this to finish the season, man. Do you, it, won't, you won't have to worry about that. It's gonna be it's gonna be hostile. It's gonna be rowdy. This um, this is their Super Bowl. It could be. It, it could be. I, I honestly think I honestly think Tennessee's playing well enough, and I get the road thing. I honestly think the the scenario I just told you. I think Arkansas is gonna take care of Andy, and I think Tennessee's gonna slip into a regional host. And Lindsey Nelson, and we told Simo that before you came on. I that's that's our prediction. I'm sticking to it. I'm gonna die on that hill. I mean, it's it's not either either way. I think it's gonna set up for some good postseason baseball. Um, you know, I I don't. I know that this weekend it means a lot for some teams, but in the grand scheme of these games, really, it, they're kind of. We know these teams are going to be in the postseason. They're not battling. They may be battling the host. They may be battling uh, for this or that, but they're not battling to be in it. So I think your team, your your well, your your backdoor team, Daniel. I think sweeping UTSA. I think DBU, as long as they don't mess up against a crap team this weekend, I think they locked a host spot. I mean, I was reading something today. They're playing better than they've played in previous years where they were on people's radars this year. It seems like they're kind of, they kind of fell off the radar and now they're back. Um, So yeah, I think DBU, if they, they take care of business, they'll be a tough, tough team in postseason. Um, But let's wrap up the college baseball. Let's move on to softball. Randy, it's a big, 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 big time for the lady volunteer softball, man. It is, man. So just to talk about that, man, you go in, you win the SEC outright, right? And the SEC is a really, 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 really tough league. We know it is in baseball, football, but it's also in softball. 12 out of 13 teams made the NCAA tournament in softball. That shows you how deep this team is. But going into the SEC tournament, right? You So you want to win it. It's not really the same as baseball. Winning the SEC softball tournament actually does have some fruit going to win the uh, softball, the World Series and all that. But I will say this. It starts off, you play Florida. We don't lose to Florida. We swept them just a few weeks ago. We beat them again. It was 4 nothing. Not even really competitive, DB. Then you go in. Montana Fouts gets hurt. Uh, I think Alabama was playing Arkansas, who was really good. Montana Fouts gets hurt. They still pull it out. Now she's hurt. She's not pitching the next day. So, you know what? We're thinking, hey, I don't want to see nobody get hurt, but I'm feeling pretty good. What does Alabama do, DB? They come out and put up a four spot in the first inning. We don't even have an out. So I'm getting a little nervous. We're watching the game. Lair Boutte, my girl, comes out. Bottom of one, hits a grand slam. Tennessee pulls away, plays a feisty South Carolina team. South Carolina was a 10 seed in this tournament, DB. They go in there. They beat Texas A&M one to nothing. They beat Georgia two to one. They beat Auburn three to two. Come to play Tennessee. We're talking about, look. Then you had Auburn South Carolina. extra innings, didn't they? 
Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, they just pitched. They pitched their look. Dugout Donnie was doing her thing. You had the fans were there. It was rowdy. You brought in SEC pitcher of the year, SEC player of the year. That everybody was doing. It. This was star studded. Tennessee comes out, gets the dub, three one. Karen Weekly, SEC coach of the year. Well-deserved. Tennessee gets the four seed overall in the – now, look, everybody says this is Oklahoma's to lose. It should be. But you know, just like I know, boys, you play to win the game, and anything can happen on that field. I just think about women's college basketball this year in South Carolina. Yeah. Dawn Staley was actually there at the SEC championship game. They showed her 672 times by my count, um, and it wasn't enough. It wasn't (laughs) enough. And you're right. You're right, Jim. Everybody – look – you the king until you ain't. So Oklahoma's going for their a three-peat. That team is legit. They're as sound as I've ever seen. They're on a 42-game win streak. DB, you know what every streak – you know what has to happen to every streak? Got a hand, baby. What, what was, but what was South Carolina's women? Wasn't it something stupid like 39? They had won a shit ton. Yeah, so, that, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. To your point, to your point on that, that was the most lauded recruiting class in women's college basketball history and they didn't make it lsu is the one that hoisted the trophy so it can happen rings on and we we hey we team uh daniel may not agree with me i am i'm, I'm team tennessee with you man i'm gonna do that with, first of all he has to we've had two tennessee softball guests we got yeah. to yeah i'm all right with that yeah well i mean you're a memphis guy you usually saying f rick barnes and stuff so i'm just saying as long as yeah. rick barnes ain't on that sideline Right, he better not even be over. I, I gotta, I gotta throw a shout out because it was taking place during baseball. I drove right by it; it was packed out. Um, Daniel, man, uh, the Hogs swept the track, the for track and field men and women's. National Bro, wasn't even close. Or SEC championship, excuse me, not national tournament. SEC championship down in Baton Rouge. So shout out to the Hogs for coming down there and just beating everybody's ass. Bro, it wasn't even close. Like, like, dusted. They set records all over. They the brought place. the brooms out, Jim. The brooms. I mean, the they disrespect. Set, they set two different records: one in the men and one in the women's. I mean, they did. I mean, they came out there to set a to prove a point. Hey, it was ready. I got tired just watching it. Well, let's let's talk NBA. Um, they don't. We'll start with playoffs. Wherever this conversation takes us, it takes us. But right now, the Lakers, they have found their way into the Western Conference Finals against the Nuggets. Uh, Top-seeded Nuggets are there, been there before. Uh, I want to say they played the Lakers in the bubble. Was that right? That's correct. Um, so it, it's it's a rematch, so to speak, there. On both sides. Yeah, and the Eastern Conference, same thing. You got the Celtics and, and the Heat. Um, he, by all accounts, and like every year, shouldn't be there. But Jimmy Butler is being what Jimmy Butler is, and they get three point shooting, they get this, they get that, and 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 here they are. They find themselves there, um, outside of a meltdown from Philly. Tatum scores fifty one, and they find themselves there. Um, win the last two of that series to 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 move on. The Lakers just you know, basically dominated Golden State, in my opinion. They they beat a team who did as much as they possibly could with what they had, and it it just wasn't good. 
Um, and then the Nuggets are kind of just kind of coasting, doing what what they've done all season. So I guess let's start with the West. Um, Randy, you got the Lakers, you've got the Nuggets. Um, what is your prediction for that series? How many games and who wins it? I think it's going to go all seven games. And it would be easy for me to pick the Lakers to win because it just seems like they're kind of a team of destiny. Um, but but I will say this. I think that the physicality that Jokic is going to bring to Anthony Davis, uh, and a lot of people don't think of him, think of him as finesse. He's a matchup problem for a lot of reasons. He's bringing the ball up the court. He's rebounding like a monster. What you have noticed, the Lakers' first two rounds against our Grizzlies and against the Warriors, you had teams that were smaller, um, and they just kind of bullied them. You're not going to be able to do that. You got guys like Jokic, you got Aaron Gordon, uh, and you got a guy that can go get buckets in Jamal Murray. Um, I don't think that the Lakers have enough firepower to beat the Nuggets, especially when you're talking about going on the road in a seven-game series. That game's going to be at, in Denver. I got the I got the Nuggets, man, and I think Jokic is going to average a triple-double. And when I say average, I'm talking like 25, 15, and 12. That's uh that's a it's not a bad prediction. I, I I think the Lakers run is is ending as well. I think it's gonna end in six. Um a lot for the same same reasons that you have. I feel like at some point you can't be I think you're just gonna run into a better better team. Um and I think the Nuggets overall this season have proven that they are the better team. I, hey, let me ask you this. I just thought about this. If you're if you're the Nuggets and you want a guy that's big and athletic, would you put Aaron Gordon guarding LeBron a little bit? Yes. I think you have to, right? I mean He's athletic. He's quick enough with his feet, right, Jim? Just kind of stay there. I mean, he can't LeBron's gonna get by him some, but then you got the backside help. And Jokic is not a good rim protector, but I think Aaron Gordon's your best option, right? That and I mean LeBron hasn't just been as in an attack mode as much as he should he does it no. times but like and so until i mean you keep aaron gordon there and then if he does go into tech mode and start beating him then you you figure something else out but yeah i would definitely start in like you said his athleticism will be able to help him and he makes he's gonna make lebron guard him because he can shoot a little bit if, if they if he can get lebron guarded off the dribble like he's fine you can't put – what I mean by that is we've seen him against the Grizzlies and the Warriors put his shoulder down when he wants to. I don't think you can do that against Aaron Gordon. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, he – I think Aaron Gordon's going to be enough to, to cause him to work a little bit harder. Um, what concerns me is, like, when you get in transition with that guy and he's got the ball and he's taking a pass or taking something on the run, you can't stop him. No, full head of steam. Yeah, like it's he may not finish it, but he's going to draw a foul. And I think I say all that to say that's the one thing that I feel like could really negate all of that is if the Lakers start getting to the line. Oh, yeah. Getting the freebies and, and taking advantage of, of calls. Well, X Factor, MPJ, Michael Porter Jr., X Factor. I think he's a better thing than anything the Lakers have consistently. I was gonna call mine because y'all didn't y'all didn't ask me our prediction yet, but I'm going Nuggets and five, and I'm saying Contavious Caldwell Pope hit some big threes. I'm feeling you talking about revenge. Yes, I love it. I love Petty. Ah man, I love Petty. 
Right, we'll, we'll see. Let's flip it to the east. You got your boy, Randy, Jimmy Buckets. He is, is on fire right now. You got the Celtics. Jimmy. The Heat. Who you got? Uh, You know, I, I have the Heat winning this series, and I have no rationale to tell you why, because when you look at the matchup, Jason Tatum is better than anybody the Heat have. Um there's no rationale behind it. I just think Jimmy is a dog and he's it's and I and I do think this is a real thing. Those Celtics have a they have a fear of Jimmy Butler. Like he's he's put that in them. Like when he steps on the court, he thinks he's the best player in the world. I think a lot of people have that fear and I think his own teammates have that fear and that's why they play around him so well is because they're like this dude might literally kill me in the locker room. Like he, he might. And I think that he is Michael Jordan's illegitimate child. I think he is. That's breaking news on and off the bench. That's uh, yet to be determined. But there's there's a lot of a lot of rumors. A lot of is it? A lot of hearsay. Is it? I mean, we've <laughs> seen him in the playoffs. Uh so for me, I it's hard to root against the guy that that you like and you like how they play the game. Um, but I think, you know, when it comes to this, I think you're right. Tatum is the best player. That's going to be the best player on the court. I think it's if you get 50 points or 40-point games from that guy, they're going to be hard to beat. I'll agree there. I think it's going to be a, a more physical game. And if 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 the Heat can physical them and, and, and wear them down a little bit, you're probably going to see this thing go six or seven. But um, – I would probably venture to say that the Celtics take it at six. Jim, they put Marcus Smart guarding Jimmy Butler. Oh, well. Big problem. Yeah. Jim, who you got? Celtics in five. Both series taking five games. We ain't wasting no time getting to this championship. Man, that's set, you're setting up the Nuggets and the Celtics? Because I don't drool over Jimmy Butler like y'all, even though I do want Westbrook to be his teammate next year. Because you know that Jimmy gives him the best chance at a ring. That and because because, because Westbrook has kind of found the dog in him, and I think that'll fit well with Butler. Jimmy, look, I can't see Jimmy going out in five. There's no gentleman sweet with Jimmy Butler. He's gonna he's gonna give the Heat a swift talking to. Hey, how how good of a coach is Eric Spolstra? <clears throat> he's one of the best in the game. I mean. And, Look, if you think about it, when he came in, everybody said that he was given the reins to the, you know, the keys to the whatever. The, he had a Ferrari and all that. That dude's proven himself, man. They went through some lean years, and he's rebuilt it. And he is the new Phil Jackson, DB, the Zen master. I will say this about him. It's not easy to coach the guys that he's had at all. And he's winning with them and winning a lot. <laughs> so, I mean – I think look at the injuries they've had just in the playoffs. One of the best shooters in this league goes down, Tyler Hero down. They they don't miss a beat. When you, when you looked at them going into the play in, you would have thought it's a wrap. Is it? And and maybe it should have been. Maybe they should they they I think they should have lost. Agreed. Hadn't it been for a meltdown, they they should, they would have lost, but um here they are. I mean Bo's got got it going on, man. Probably one of the. I don't I don't know if I could put a number on it, but 
top five coaches in the past, what, 10 years? Oh, agree. You got Pop, that's for sure, over him. And that might be it for me. I agree. I mean, winning, winning matters. Championship matters, obviously. Players help, but being able to manage the players and getting the most out of them um, because, you know, Jim, you can attest to this. Having names doesn't necessarily translate into wins. Nope. But, guys, any 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 last any last thoughts? Any anything more? Any last calls, Jim? Before we wrap this thing up? Yeah, I didn't watch a single game of them this season, but my beloved Kraken just went home in Game Seven of the second round of the, the Dallas Stars. The Dallas Stars, my my beloved Kraken. I didn't watch a minute of y'all, but I love you guys. And I'm sorry your season's that's, up. That's our team, Jim. I don't, know. don't fret. They are a year ahead of schedule. And that's why. All right. So me and Randy should actually watch the playoffs next year. Next saying. year. No, we're not doing regular season. There's not we, we can't do all that. But we can do, we do, do playoffs. We can do we can do playoffs. Hockey's a little bit easier to watch. You get a few breaks in between. The clock doesn't stop. You know, you get you can try yeah. to convince us all you want. Me and Randy ain't got time for all that. No. There's, no ties, there's no ties, right? <laughs> there are ties. Bull. Yeah. Just not in the playoffs. Not right now. That's no. why you should wait till the playoffs, Randy. We don't do new ties. Yeah, I can't do regular season DB. You 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 become the very thing you hate. I don't know what to tell you. Hey, uh, I am not. I'm not that. Hey, I made I meant to tell you, I made a joke to Tommy White on the field. I meant to tell you when I went out there, Daniel, I said, I said, you still pissed about your lightning? He said, You damn right. <laughs> I mean, it, it was rough, man. They they would blow the they got blown out, then they would blow them out, then they would flip it. And they just they just couldn't couldn't do it, man. Couldn't when you it. see this cat, Randy, when he leaves the stadium every game, he's wearing something lightning. And my, my man is a dial hard. So last call, Randy. What you got? Yo, so off topic, on topic of sports, Arlington Middle School softball team. The first time that any team from that middle school has made the state. Our girls had it were a 15-9 win over Brighton last week. We leave for state Friday morning at 10 o'clock, having a big parade type of thing at the school. We play at 7.30 Friday night, and then we go to a winner-take-all scenario Saturday at 1 o'clock. So got a shot here to bring a title back. You see that belt back there? That's a state the Tennessee State, whatever they called it. This is like all middle schools in the state. There's only four of us left. We one of the top four, DB. We ain't looking to be four. Let's go Arlington Middle. Hey, and while I'm thinking about that area, shout out to Randy's boy with one-time guest, Rod Galvin, getting the head wrestling coach job at Barlett High School. The head girls wrestling coach job. Grow the game, baby. Shout out to Rod Galvin. Let's go. Let's do it. All right. For me, um, just thanks, guys. Thanks for, for pulling the slack. I know that I've been in and out um, trying to hold some social media game in my weird hours that I'm awake. Um, but you guys have done a, a great, great job on the podcast. Appreciate you. I'll be back on a regular basis, hopefully soon. Um, 
Just got to get the schedule narrowed down with a new. I'm I'm a little pissed at you. I was gonna quit, and then you bought a nice piece of equipment. You're great, great. I'm not letting you quit, bro. It's not letting you quit. You're not gonna go out like that. (laughs) Not going out like that. Show. So, all right. If that's it, let's put a bow on this thing. Let's get up out of here. I want to thank our guest, Christian Moore. If you like hearing Christian's story or you just like hearing us average Joe's talk X's and O's, please like and share the podcast on Facebook, retweet us on Twitter, but be, be easy on us. Be easy. We, we, we're sensitive these days. We don't, we don't need a lot of the animosity. And just so y'all know, like our top 25 rankings, they don't mean shit. They don't like and that's the damn line. Mine are the best in the business. See, and that's why you get all this negative feedback because I just don't care. I put it out there to have some content and put what I think it is. And then whoever wants to say something, say it. But you're probably not going to get a response from me. But I appreciate it nonetheless. Retweet us on Twitter. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. As always, comments, ratings, feedback, thumbs up, hearts, hugs, love. We'll take it all. We'll see everybody next next time. We got... Episode 34 coming at you. We got South Carolina freshman, and he's a stud, Ethan Petrie, joining us. This has been the In Off the Bench podcast. As always, remember, strong body, sharp minds, grit and grind all the time. We're out.